interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where three of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about cosplay, comics, video games, movies, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and with me in the recording room tonight is Jesse. Yo! And our special guest, Ray. Kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, alright? Fuck, we didn't come up with sponsor our hearts. our hearts. I just fucking thought uh, about that. Uh, I heard this from the last <laughs> week's podcast, but can it happen again? What? what? Uh, what? Mr. X, X gonna give, give it to you. you. What? X gonna give it yeah. to you? That yeah. meme is still hot. Uh, it's still a fire yeah. meme. It's still hot. It's still yeah. good. It's gonna stay uh, good. It's oh, yeah. Good. Yep. I can feel that it's, that one has a long shelf life. Some might say it's pretty good. You're pretty good. You're pretty good. Pretty good. Y'all get it twisted! Hey! hey. <laughs> like, vote kicked off of my own podcast. <laughs> Dishonored. Dishonored? The ultimate dishonor. <laughs> no, that's still Nikki forever now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, shall we move into the pre salt? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, all I did this week was sew, pretty much. <laughs> sew and go to work. Um, I've been hard at work on my songbird costume. I've got, like, most of the jacket put together, and most of the skirt put together, and, like, just a lot of, like, most of this is put together. Um, I finally got almost everything I need for it in the mail. I have, I'm waiting on a zipper. <laughs> I had to get a special invisible zipper that separates at the bottom hmm. for the for the jacket, and it also had to be longer than most of the invisible zippers you can get at the store. Yeah. So like, you probably also got it. I mean, for you, I guess you can get long online. ones. But it was a pretty expensive zipper. Yeah, but still, um, zippers for some reason in stores are like super duper fucking expensive. Yeah, you're right. They're and pretty like, expensive. I need to zip. I need to be able to zip yeah, stuff. I need- I need to be able to get this on and off. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I made a terrible mistake. I've, I've probably talked about this before, but with my um, Malon costume, where it was the pattern I used was meant for stretch fabric, mm-hmm. and I used linen, and I was like, this will be fine, and uh, it's not, and it's a struggle to get that thing on and off every single time I have to wear it. But it looks good, though. <laughs> Um, yeah, I finished the Fascinator, um, the other night. That's the hat that I posted a picture of. It's real cute. Um, turned out really nice. It's so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I was very surprised by how heavy it is, but that, it's going to clip into my yeah. wig. Um, it, it technically can clip into my hair, but like, At what that cost? hat is, it's, it's really cheap. And because it's heavy with all the stuff that I attach to yeah. it, um, it really digs into my scalp. Yeah. So that just sounds wait. like a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. I, definitely. I wait. think I <laughs> talked about this after the after the fact, but when I went to Sack <clears throat> Anime and I had my Loki cosplay originally. I had the um, back of it elastic because of the tutorial I watched. That's what they did. And then they slipped it into their wig. And I did too because my wig was black and I used the black elastic. However, 
it dug into my forehead so much that where the horns were, because they, they're kind of like slipped in through the back and then like sealed over from the back, they, they still like pushed into my forehead. And when I took the fucking headband off, cause I could feel it the whole day when I was trying to sleep, I could still feel the pressure there. And I was like, mm, oh, man. if I do this cosplay again, I'm just going to clip it straight into my wig. Like, yeah. yeah. I, um, I'm trying to figure out. So I'm also like working on an overhaul cosplay <laughs> and he, he, He's a weirdo, and he wears his mask, like, over his ears. And there's no way to do that comfortably if you're a human being. Yeah. Um, so my thought was to have clips and just clip it, like, have the piece that goes past my ears, but then just clip it into the back of my wig. Because mm. um, I don't know how else you could possibly wear something like that. Even, because, like, I had someone who, that, um, like... I don't know her very well, but she's, like, my friend's friend, you know? And she did the costume, and she made it out... She made the mask out of, like, fucking cardboard or something super light like that, and it still, like, pushed her ears out. And she's just like, yeah, nah. Yeah. Nah. There's no... There's no reason to put yourself in that much pain for a cosplay. Yeah, no way. Um... Always, I know, I know the joke is always comfort before cosplay, or, like, cosplay before comfort, but, like, don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Within reason. Within reason. (laughs) If it's like, okay, well, I have limited mobility in this costume because armor, like, think to yourself, can I handle this? And maybe the answer is yes, because being able to lift your arms over your head isn't really that important in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But, um, if you're, like, actually in physical pain... Maybe rework a couple things. Yeah, and also, like, <laughs> this is my biggest thing. This is silly, but, like, one of my biggest things is, can I pee in this cosplay? Oh, absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Like, like this... It's this like, am I going to be able to pee without removing the entire costume? God, it's, I do not want to get naked in the bathroom. <laughs> I just don't... Yeah, like, it's a big thing about, like, a lot of costumes have bodysuits, and I mm-hmm. don't make those costumes or I make them as a separate top and pants just because I I don't want to have to get completely naked to pee. And I can't like, I don't understand people that just don't pee at conventions. Like, aren't you severely dehydrated? I know. Are you okay? And anybody who knows me too knows that I have to pee all the time. Like I can't even make it through this podcast without having to pee. So like, there's no way I'll make it. I'll die. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. I'll die. Yeah. But Anyway, the costume's coming along nicely, and like I said, I'm hoping it'll be finished by the end of February. Um, but the the part that's going to be tough is after the jacket's done, and I have to do all the many details, like the braided cords and all the little buttons and whatnot. Um, so <laughs> that might take some time, but that's the stuff we'll I like see. Doing. It's all I like doing. It, it's gonna look nice. It's just like a lot of. Um, it's gonna be a lot of anxiety over. Is this in the right spot? Ah! But yeah. um, and there's so many, and there's just tons of little different details all over the place. I On one side, it's you. two like braided leather cords. Another side, it's beads and one braided leather cord. And like, fuck, that's it's me all fucking screaming doing your commission. I. And, like, it was really good practice for me because I think I don't... And and that's one of the things I like about doing commissions is I think it pushes me to do stuff I wouldn't normally do, you know? Um, 
Yeah, I remember being like sorry in advance about the gloves. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening here? Luckily, Kay sent me really, really good references so I could kind of see all the way around. Um, but yeah, like I was just like, why is this over here, but not on the other side? And why is this doing this, but not up here? Square Square Enix hates symmetry. And and that is one thing I noticed about those gloves. It was the, for people who actually play the game, it was the antiquated Iodos gloves. Um and what, one's white and one's black, and one is like a full, like, mid-arm, bi- like, bicep-length um, opera glove, and the other side, like, stops at the elbow, and there's a gap, and then there's, like, a second piece that goes up to the shoulder, for some reason. That would bug me. It, yeah. I mean, like, what? I just would be sad to be the person who has to model all that stuff, and then... Yeah, some poor sap yeah. like had to model all the textures for that. Someone came about and was like, make it more complex. And they're like, <laughs> add top stitching. Add top Add Jesus. zippers. Everything and in something I've noticed because I'm it needs a, a more cosplayer belts. and a crazy person is that every like a lot of textures and fabric textures in 14 specifically have top stitching. Like, it's a teeny little detail that is really nice for me as a cosplayer, but also, like, that must have sucked for whoever was modeling it. You're just like, guess I'll die. Um, guess I'll die. Um, I get, and then while I was, um, while I was sewing this week, I watched a bunch of <laughs> wacky documentaries. Um, the first one I watched was Wild Wild Country, which is a mini-series. I think it was, like, six episodes, and they were each around an hour long and it was about the rise and fall of Rajneeshpuram uh wild as shit <laughs> this is the one I told you about yeah. Jesse that was like yeah and then it and then it escalated to bioterrorism <laughs> and I was like excuse me <laughs> yeah uh, those of you who are familiar with the down the rabbit hole series of videos might have heard of this one because he did like a 45 minute video on it that did not even it just barely skimmed the surface of everything that went down um so this this one was really interesting they 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 um interviewed people who had left the rajneesh movement they interviewed people that were still very much a part of it they interviewed um ma anand sheila who was one of the people who was indicted in the whole bioterrorism uh incident they um interviewed people from the town of antelope that were opposed to all this stuff going down and who were there when it was when it was deteriorating, and um, they interviewed people from the U.S. Attorney's Office that was involved in the immigration cases, and like just they was it was really thorough. Um, so, if you like weird stuff like that, that's an interesting one. I also watched Fire because mm. everybody's watching Fire right now. <laughs> My parents watched fire like i went i opened netflix with the intention of watching fire and it was in my continue watching list because my parents use my netflix account okay so um, i'm the only one that lives under a rocks but what is fire it's about the fire festival so fi- uh, yeah fire festival yeah um and wait I, I you remember... watched the netflix version so you got the version <laughs> with the where they asked the gay guy to go suck dick to get the water supply in oh yeah <laughs> Okay, so I heard that the Netflix version is a little bit um, leaning, like, some of the people involved with the festival were involved in making that version, so it's actually the Hulu version that's slightly more, uh, 
like realistic, I guess, and that they actually interviewed some of the people who were working. Um, like they interviewed some of the people that were working, but like there. the third party people um, who were hired who never got their money, and like this one woman went bankrupt essentially they, because yeah, they did. They did speak to the cook, yeah, um, um, and they also spoke to a guy that I think was on the construction crew. Um, so they did a little bit on the Netflix. Maybe, maybe they did more yeah. for the Hulu one. I don't have Hulu, so I haven't watched the yeah. Fire Fraud, which is the Hulu version. Um, and I can't compare them, but, um, yeah, yeah, I can, I, that's, that's how I understand it. They, they also interviewed people that were like there that attended or attempted to attend fire festival. Um, including the guy whose tweets went viral when the situation was first like deteriorating and went and people, were, cause I remember yeah. like seeing this going down on Twitter from afar and seeing all these tweets. So they interviewed that guy. I kind of wish uh, that for probably for both. like, cause a lot of people actually ended up getting compensated. So, but not like the, the people who actually probably needed the compensation, which were the businesses that kind of went under. I'm kind yeah. of angry because I was like, there's part of me, there's a sad part of Jesse that just wanted to watch rich people eat crow. Like, well, the main guy involved in it did get sentenced to seven years in prison. Thank God. So, um, that was like, I think that might have come down while this was in production because it's like a text crawl at the end. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I don't remember when that news came out because I didn't, but I, they do say like he got sentenced to a couple of years in prison at least there, for fraud. I just really, the part where the guy is like, I thought it was a, I thought it was like a bad metaphor. Like when he said he was gay and then they asked him to su- if he would suck dick for the company, I thought that was like a bad metaphor. Like I was like, that's important. Well, yeah, well, he started out, he's like, I need you to take one for the team. Yeah. Um, and so, and he's like, what does that mean? And then they're like, we need you to suck this guy's dick. And he's like, excuse me. <laughs> but then he's like, so then I went into my bathroom and I used mouthwash and I got all ready to drive down there and suck this man's dick. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I. Um, okay. Now, so I, I, now I need to watch Googled this. it just to, yeah, it is, it's a pretty good documentary. Uh, I did Google it just to make sure. And he's, and it says after pleading guilty to two counts of wire fraud in March, 2018, Billy McFarlane was sentenced to six years in federal prison. So he, he, he did at least eat a little bit of crow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he was really, um, I mean, at least the Netflix documentary does make him out to be the primary ringleader and everybody else was just like, okay, man. Yeah. But I think a lot more, I think a lot of those people had a lot more to do with it than like the Netflix version. They probably did. And like all the people Um, who went spent like a crazy amount of money essentially to be better than anybody else. Not necessarily. So this is not something that I remember being brought up in the Netflix documentary, but I remember it circulating at the time that like the the crazy price that was cited was something like two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a private villa, something like that, right? Um, but a lot of tickets were being sold for like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, and th- obviously that's a good chunk of change. But if you think about it, it's that's two weeks in the Bahamas with food, accommodations, yeah, and entertainment paid for. That's a 
deal. Yeah, but also you were sleeping in a tent, not like in a hotel. Like even though the villas were like supposed to be nice, they were basically tents. They were big well, fancy. There were supposed to be villas, but there weren't villas. They just had leftover hurricane tents. But uh, and I assume the two thousand dollar tickets probably weren't in a villa. They were probably in a tent. But if you can put up with that, like you're getting all this expenses paid two weeks in the Bahamas, like yeah, for a concert. And there were supposed to be some pretty good acts there that either weren't booked or all canceled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my favorite part. Of that whole thing, and again, I don't remember if this was in the documentary, but because um, Internet Historian also did a video about Fire Festival, and I'm kind of like mixing them up a little bit because I watched it again after I watched the documentary. But um, Ja Rule like made a statement where he both claimed responsibility, but then also said it wasn't his fault in the same paragraph. <laughs> oh, I think I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Ja Rule is a like, well, weird is act ja? to book which is this. it? Which is it, Ja? <laughs> what? Ja Rule wasn't booked. He was one of the showrunners. Oh, really? Yeah, but at the time he was doing a concert in Chicago oh and wasn't actually present at Fire Festival. Is this... It was probably just more like he should have asked more questions. Like... Yeah, I, I don't know how involved in the planning he was, but, like... It just reminds me... He was involved in all the marketing stuff. Of how that lady made it onto the police, like, announcement, <laughs> doing a... Like, she was supposed to be sign language translating, but she wasn't actually a translator. She was just some random lady with previous offenses like this. And, like, nobody bothered to check, because everybody probably just went, yeah, I'm sure someone else dealt with that. Like just yeah. and then when the then they had to yeah. do a like a public service announcement about the lady at the last public service announcement, and he's like, "We just should have asked more questions." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you always wanna whenever something like this happens, everybody's like, "How could you be so stupid as to fall for that?" But the truth is that it's actually pretty easy to fall for stuff like this well it's uh, it's the fear of missing out like if you hear the next yeah. best thing and you have to go or like get it or something and, and this guy was like i mean this billy mcfarland guy i assume they probably like looked him up and he's like oh he's some business owner like whatever it's probably fine Joe rules here he's got money like Joe rules here <laughs> money quotation marks god i haven't seen yeah. i haven't thought about Ja Rule since the early 2000s. So, like... Neither. Apparently he's still performing. Yeah. So. I'm just remem- remembering Fast and Furious. Oh, shit. You're <laughs> right. He was in Fast and Furious. I mean, lots of people have been in Fast and Furious. Damn near everyone has <laughs> been, been in Fast, Fast and Furious. Furious. Um, my friend did, like, a huge report on, like, how essentially the Fast and Furious movies, bless you, were um, some of the most diverse films in Hollywood, like, statistically, overall, and that haunts me. I can see that. Yeah, it truly haunts me, though. I'm like, this, this is it. This is the only time America can ever make anything that's, like, diverse and it's Fast and Furious. <laughs> Um, but that's that's fire. I also recommend that one. I'd like to watch the Hulu documentary, but I don't have Hulu. Um, but I, I might have some connections. There's too many streaming services. I can't have them all. Okay, what I said. I might have some connections. 
Hold that thought. Might have some connections. Completely legal connections. I want to specify. I believe you. Jesus. I believe you. That sounded so sketchy, and I would not... I know a guy. I know a guy. (laughs) That's my line. (laughs) Um, And then the uh, last thing, I didn't, I forgot to write it here, but I guess I'll talk about it, is that... um, I, I've talked before about how I'm a big fan of the flavored Diet Cokes, <laughs> and uh, they came out with two, I was wa- I was in the store, and I would look pa- walked past like a free, uh, cooler with some of the drinks in it, and they had two, two new colors, and I was like, oh, what's this one? And one of them was strawberry guava, and the other was blueberry acai, and I'm like, both of those sound disgusting, but I have to try them. Uh, so I bought one of each, and the strawberry guava one's actually kind of good. <laughs> I'm drinking one right now, actually. I kind of like it. Um, the blueberry acai one is... I mean, it's not awful, but I'm not going to get That's it again. That's the only one, know? the commercial, like, the only commercial I've ever had, because they were, like, spending, like, 50 minutes telling you how to pronounce acai, and then they're like, it's not easy to say, but it's delicious to drink. And yeah. I'm just like, I... I mean, I just said it wrong. Oh, yeah. And, but that that was, like, the whole commercial. Is, it's not easy to say, but it's delicious to drink. And I'm like, I have doubt... <laughs> <laughs> press x for yeah. doubt it, it was by no means awful like i drank the whole can but uh i'm not gonna i bought a case of the strawberry one and i did not buy a case of the blueberry one um granted i just like strawberry guava stuff i don't know i like strawberries a lot. But just get me cherry or vanilla i'm good i like oh, vanilla vanilla coke zero is one of my favorites too but the the new the new flavors has the feisty cherry one that tastes like pepper right at the end. The feisty uh, that one's interesting. cherry one it's... had a little bit of a dirt flavor to me. Oh really? Yeah, I like that one. I, you know, it's funny. It's because everybody like tastes different stuff, you know. Which I which I you know. Um, yeah. So you either will like enjoy it, or you'll be like me and like I enjoy it when it starts in my mouth, but when it finishes, it tasted like dirt, and I was confused. <laughs> Like, I enjoy cherry. I always buy it because, so, for my parents won't get it, because they're the you, OG cola, regular cola. Yeah. So whenever I just Did buy... Did you try the feisty cherry, though? No, I, I haven't even seen it. So I it's get spicy. One. It's spicy cherry. I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> but it, you'll either not taste the dirt, or you'll taste the dirt, and it'll be a surprise. Russian roulette. I like the ginger lime one. I have one bullet in one of these three guns that I'm juggling, and it's full of feisty cherry. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. Diet Coke keeps coming up with these weird flavors, and I keep drinking them like a weirdo. (laughs) Except for the mango one. Fuck the mango one. It's so awful. It just just sounds horrible. Yeah. I just don't like mango. I don't really like mango either. My friend used to buy me mango lassies all the time because they were her favorite. And I'd drink them because she paid for it. Yeah, because she bought them for you. Because she she thought you'd like it. And it's just like, oh. And like... That happened to me. My mom was buying this, like, particular... She keeps buying me this particular candy bar from Canada that she thinks I like, but I'm just like, this is not, thanks, I hate it. But I don't want to say that to my mom. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, thanks. An avocado. Thanks. I just give them out to my friends. My friends like them, but it's an arrow bar, if anybody's wondering. It's just milk chocolate. 
but Aww. I don't care for them. So, but anyway, that's my pre-salt. I'm going to start with the thing I sent Kay last night that she probably already watched um, previously because Kay and I watched the same, um, uh, like, uh, what do you, what is that? What is that channel called? Defunct Land? Defunct Land. Well, there's two. There's Defunct Land and Yesterworld. I think that one was But I think you're talking about Defunct Land. Yeah, but Jenny Nicholson retweeted, like, the little scene from it that I'm specifically talking about because I laughed so hard last night. Probably Defunct Land, because I think think the the person who runs Defunct Land and Jenny Nicholson are friends. Oh, that's cute. Um, So I I, I like theme parks, and I like stuff that doesn't exist in theme parks anymore. And Kay was like, I've got a a show for you. Um, Because I also like going down the rabbit hole of, like, weird documentaries but anyway so they were talking about arguing over the rights for Mm. um who would make the theme park for harry potter and how disney almost had it but everything they pitched was shitty and to be fair um the sorting hat spinning teacup ride is the worst fucking shit i've ever heard in my entire life yeah and they were like a a leaky cauldron that was a restaurant and then you could touch a hippogriff that was their pitch that was their fucking pitch to jk rowling Disney has this talent for looking at stuff that's about to blow up and be like, that's going to be garbage in a year. Nobody's going to remember that. And they did that with Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And now look where they are. So lots of stuff happened between them and WB and all these people. Um, And JK Rowling was super specific with what she wanted down to the layout of Hogsmeade and like what stuff had to look like and all of that. Um, She, I will say that she was perhaps too specific oh yeah she was she was asking for a lot in my opinion especially because like the amount of money that has to go into that but you know um universal i mean i guess is rolling around laughing because they made a shit ton of money off of it but uh they're there for a little while wb because they had the film rights um to harry potter had this experience in their park where it was like the set and you could walk through miniature scales of the set except it was a guided tour so you couldn't really explore it you could only be walked through it by a person and when the second movie came out because it was only there for the first two movies and then it was gone because it didn't have enough of a draw because it was so linear and so people didn't go back a second time you know um they had a big animatronic aragog that would talk to you and there's this video, and um, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll, I'll post it. I think to, I'll retweet it from Jenny Nicholson because that's all you need to see is the part where the guy with a super bad British accent is like, "The spiders are coming down from above. Oh no, what do we do?" And this one spider on a string, this one giant terrible looking spider, is falling so slowly halloween decoration level you know like those those spiders that you can get to like hang off your doorstep and when people walk under them they drop a little bit and go like it's it's that level of problem there's only one and it's coming down from the ceiling he's like oh no what do we do and i laughed so hard granted it was like four in the morning but also it is fucking hilarious because I can't imagine being on that tour and seeing that. Um, but that was hilarious. Um, and I, I just have an interest in that kind of stuff. And then um, I started playing the Arcana like um, Kay has had played, has played, is playing, has played. It's hard because yes. you have to accrue coins because I'm not spending human dollars. It's free. Well, 
you just use keys to get through the chapters and you get three per day. Mm -hmm. Um, so at the beginning, that means you can essentially complete one chapter, but towards the end, they start releasing them. So there's only like one, uh, chapter. So you can play all three routes in one day. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you don't have to spend like actual money to play the chapters. You just can only play them once a day. (laughs) But there are certain options in the game that you can't, like, I can't, fondle titties unless i have 120 coins and i that's that's another thing i i mean like when i said when i asked finally i was like i'm gonna do this okay i'm making the jump well like you sent me some art or something oh no it was it was screenshots from of julian talking yeah about something from the game about being and you stepped were like excuse on. me yeah about being stepped on and you're like excuse me what's going on in this game and i was like i bleh. It'd be like that, and some, sometimes, like, and I, I, I don't know, I said something about the advertisements making it seem way hornier than it actually was, and then I'm like, not that it isn't horny sometimes. Yeah, because, okay, so you said making it seem way hornier than it actually was, so then I started to play the game, and okay, okay, it's not gonna be that horny, right? Immediately! Immediately! <laughs> first thing that happens is I open it up, and Azra's like... Hey, I gotta leave, but I love you. Just so you know, I love you, and I'm blushing, and I have to go, but I don't want to go. But I have to go. <laughs> Here, have my deck. Oh, you're so good at reading cards. And I'm like, I, sir, I just arrived. <laughs> and then he, it, he... It gets worse than that, because I actually spent the coins on an option later on, and he, like, just instantly declares his undying love for you, and I was like... <sighs> I have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I did the thing where you can talk to him in the dream, where, like, you can reach out and touch him, and then you have a conversation with him, and then, like, I I guess I chose, um, why do you have to go? Although both options were, like, I don't want you to go, stay with me, and I was like, okay, guess he'll either stay with me or stay with me, and, um, he's like, I don't want to leave you, I never want to leave you, but I have to leave you so that we can be together, <laughs> and I'm like, are you okay, sir? <laughs> and immediately i'm like okay i think i accidentally had too much charisma because fucking um azra is is like in love with me and i'm just trying to live and so no he just he just is yeah like, also everybody lot, so. needs to mind their goddamn business in this game because they're like oh you're really close with your master azra i'm like that's none of your goddamn business kevin like okay. i <laughs> kevin <laughs> I do. I pointed this out back when I was first playing the game for the first time. There's only one bed in the shop. Just saying. Oh my god, I didn't notice that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Jesus. Because there's, there's a bit in the prologue, and I, I assume you've gotten to this part, yeah. where Julian shows up, and he's just like in the shop, and he's just leaving while you're coming in, and, and you're like, "What are you doing here? And how'd you get in?" And he's like, "With this key that I have, obviously, uh, okay. but I don't need it anymore. So here, have it back." So, so and- that happened to me later because instead of asking him how he got in, I asked, "Who are you?" And then later, I asked, "How did you?" Because just recently, um, and I asked, "How did you get in?" And he's like, "I have a key because I used to have to make uh like." late night house calls and fucking <laughs> your dumbass player character is like i didn't know azra was sick <laughs> no they're just fucking you idiots <laughs> i'm like i'm so fucking i was like you're so dumb 
<laughs> and it's me. I'm playing the dumb one, but it's not me. It's actually my D&D character right now. Um, uh, because I was like, are they going to talk to me as me if I use my name? And I'm not ready for a huge man with his titties out to be like, hey, Jesse, I can't. I, I'm, I'll never be ready for that. Um, yeah, I gave I gave my uh, protagonist a different name than mine too because I was just like I don't want to. That's a level of self insert that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah, I'm not a self insert <laughs> person. Um, and then immediately meeting Nadia, I was like, she's so hot, but she's so mean. <laughs> she's, she gets better. Okay, she today I was telling Kay she offered to be my sugar mama today, but I had to pay a hundred coins for her to buy me nice things, and I only have twenty right now. <laughs> That's <so>. <laughs> I hate this game. Um, but the art is super cute. I really like it. Um, it's pleasant. I like the characters. They're super cute. Um, I'm having I'm having a good time. There's a fun mystery. I think I almost died. Um, but, you know, we're doing okay. Because I was chasing uh, the... You know how she makes you chase the bunny rabbit and the the deer yeah. guards? Um and I, I walked into the room where her husband had been burned alive or whatever, talking to a scary voice. And then he's like, follow me. And I was like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I was like, you can actually not pay me enough to follow you, sir. I think I almost already died, so I'm leaving. Um, but yeah, it's fun. Besides the fact that, I mean, it's free. So, of course, they have to make money by asking you to pay money for coins. Um yeah. Like I understand that, and I and I it sure is a nap game. Like. Yeah, I and I am glad that like the artists and people who worked on it like you know make money. But and they must be doing well because I I follow them on Twitter and it, like a couple of times they've been like, hey, we're hiring new people. Um, oh man! So like we're expanding our team. I want to. And for they've them. also like <laughs> their production schedule has gone has gone progressively faster. Which to me implies that they're not just replacing people that left; they're also adding people to their team so mm. that they can produce things faster. Which means they must be doing pretty well. I hope so. That's so. good. It's fun. I'm having a good time. Everybody's really horny, and I, I'm like, I was like, <laughs> it's just that kind of game. I was like, they're very thirsty, but they do live in the desert, so I'll give them a break. Yeah. Um. That was another conversation I remember having about it with Jake um, because. Um, I had been talking about how Nadia's super thirsty because she's like, she she comes in hot out of the gates. Like, she's real thirsty for you right off the bat. She invites you to take a bath with her. She tries to pull you into bed with her. Like, she feeds you food from a spoon. Like, she's she's way thirstier than the, than the two dudes for quite a <laughs> yeah. while, uh, at least outwardly. And so I was making comments about how she's super thirsty. And then, like, a while later, Jake's like, who was the one that was super thirsty for you? And I was like, well, they're all thirsty for me. It's that kind of game. <laughs> it's that kind of game. That I'm like, I, and, like, in real life, I don't, I can't tell when people are flirting with me. But I can definitely tell in this game. So that's how outwardly thirsty. Yeah. yeah. Well, at first when he was like, are you going to pat me down? And then he took his clothes off. And I was like, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Julian's such a disaster of a human being. He's like, oh yes, I'm gonna reveal my titties to you. And I was like, I please put a shirt back on. His shirt prepare, is no, on. Prepare for Julian gets his tits out at any opportunity. He's <laughs> I mean He's that guy that gets drunk at a party, he like drinks one beer and takes his shirt off. Like that's Julian. I I suspect you're a hundred percent right. 
because that's... I know. <laughs> I played the game. Yeah. I'm like, Kay, help. Kay, what do I do? Uh, oh, I think the, t- the specific thing I sent her to when I sent the, like... Uh, pictures of Julian basically asking you to hurt him. Um, I was like, excuse me, K-senpai, what is this game? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, I said, well, he's a masochist, it's canon. And, like... <laughs> God. This... There's, like, actually a mystery involved, too, and I got super involved in, like, what the fuck was going on, you know? And then... It's real good. Yeah, it's super good. Like, the mystery is really good, and then... But I keep getting distracted, because somebody's like, would you like to see my nipples? And I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) There's also a really cute snake. Um, Kay talked about when she was making her Azura cosplay, Faust is... Faust, yeah, that's the plush snake that I have for my costume. It's Azra's little familiar, and she's so cute. She's so cute. As you all know, I really like snakes. Not just solid snake. I like real-life snakes. Like, snakes that are just snakes. Um, and she talks, and I always picture her having a really cute voice. I picture... Big friend coming. Yes! Like, I also picture, you know, I love... I, lo- I know it's a trope, but when snakes in animated stuff have, like, long S's... Like, or, or like, you know, that one in, um, in the jungle book when he smacks his nose and he's like, my sinuses. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Ka. Ka. yeah, I fuck. I love snakes so much. She's so cute. It also, for some reason, I imagine Portia with a Southern Bale accent and I don't know why, cause they're in the desert, but <laughs> I think they're in like part desert, but also like Italy. Kind of. Because they call it like Vesuvia or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the so ginger is. Spaghetti survived. Western. They have, like, they have like canals and stuff, so. Yeah, and there's like, I mean, there's water and stuff. And like, they talk about how there's like a, they're a cold north too. Because there's like the vampire eels prefer cold water. Um, that's there. Because uh, I said I like animals. And Portia's like, that's a vampire eel. Uh <laughs> You don't like that animal. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the game is super cute and I'm loving it. So you'll probably see fan art from that uh, for that because that's how I roll. I'd like to... I can't wait to, until you catch up and I can send you all the stupid arcana memes that I've collected over this time. Yay! Yay! Um, I'm tempted to like try to draw what I think our scene, my character looks like in the outfits that Nadia gives him. Um, yeah, Nadia gives you clothes like oh, yeah. all the time. She dresses you up, and all I can picture is like, you know, in Breath of the Wild, the you know the you know the outfit I'm talking about, <laughs> the um, the Gerudo, the Gerudo one. outfit. Yeah, yeah, that's all I can picture. And he's like, "Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> my dick is out." Um, Nadia's <laughs> <laughs> um, like, "Yep." That's yep. by design. <laughs> Slams down her sunglasses. <laughs> I, I have many questions, but I don't want them answered. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. Uh, it's a good game. Um, and then I was just going to say I'm, uh, I've am i received a lot of games. So if I haven't played them all right away, I'm sorry. I'm very slow. Um I want to say thank you to Ray for sending me Spider-Man. I'm super duper fucking excited for that because I really wanted to play it when it came out, but I have very little limited income. So, um, but 
I want to maybe do like a Valentine's stream and maybe a stream that weekend too for people who can't come on Valentine's Day um, and play some of the games that I have received. So play a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn, a little bit of Metal Gear Solid Five, and a little bit of Spider-Man. I don't know if people are interested in that, but it'll be What cool. if um, that weekend uh, we finished Budborn? What? What if that weekend we finish Budborn? You want to finish Budborn? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Oh my god. I'd be down for that. I, I Someone help us come big slappy the orphan of cause. I <laughs> Please. The weekend of Valentine's Day, not Valentine's Day proper. Because I think that's in the middle of the week. Yeah. That's Thursday, I think, yeah. Thursday, yeah. 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 I can't help so. because I, just, I could barely beat uh, the gas coin. So. <laughs> I I had Richard come with me because um, I I made a alt game and I was playing it and um, Richard's like you want me to help you come beat Gascoin mostly because I couldn't find Gascoin because I got lost I know I know you're like Jesse how did you get lost in that map but I'm dumb and bad at math um, and also I'm bad at directions and I end up in a circle so and it is kind of a big circle in my defense. Um, but I was like, can you help me find Gascoin for a minute? So we, we went through the whole thing, and I have a weird playing style that's somewhere between Kay's, like, calculated playing style and Jake's, like, Leroy Jenkins playing style. So I would just gun it sometimes and be like, Richard, we're gonna run. And he's like, excuse me? And then... <laughs> oh, to... oh, that's a good idea. Um, I actually have a friend who plays Bloodborne 2, and my my friend just suggested that I ask that friend to come help us slap um, Orphan of Cause real we gotta hard. We got to slap the Orphan of Cause and Murgo's wet nurse. Yeah, and Garman and the Moon Presence. So yeah, plenty plenty of bosses to big slappy. So big slappy them all. Um, yeah, I love I do love Bloodborne. Feels an emotion for Bloodborne as I <laughs> I, I really need to get back to it. It's- like ever since Kay helped me out with, with uh, Gascoin, I hadn't even touched it at all. You know what's funny is when I did Gascoin the, the second boss. time, he was much easier. But maybe because I just expect it's like, yeah. Once you know what's happening with Gascoin, it's a little easier to predict him. Like uh, that, I remember when that game first came out. I had a friend of a friend that was having a really hard time with him, and I was like, "You need to parry." You don't need to parry, but it makes that fight a lot easier. So I'm like, when he when he's a good one to parry is when he's got his axe up, like, in the air, yeah. and right before he brings it down, shoot him. And once I taught my friend that, he was like, it's like galaxy brain, right? Yeah. So like, all of a sudden, it all made sense. And from there, it only took him a couple more tries to get it. Because uh, he kind of, like, after after he was able to get the timing down, it kind of everything kind of clicked into place. Yeah. So, yeah. Gascoin's kind of like the wake-up boss for that game, because for a lot of people, he's going to be the second boss you encounter. You don't have to fight the Cleric Beast, but um, you're probably going to if you're going in blind. And you're like, oh, the Cleric cleric Beast wasn't that bad, and then you get to Gascoin, and he's like, surprise, motherfucker. That arena's just hard, too, because you run into a bunch of shit all the time. Yeah, there's Um, a lot of stuff in the way. It's kind of like, here's the mechanics of Bloodborne that you need to know to be able to survive the rest of the game yeah and you and you're absolutely right because the only reason i think i was also better besides knowing that i had to stagger him was that i learned how to stagger enemies as i was going through the game yeah so and you learned how to be aware of your environment because of all the stuff yeah. in the way so and so, also that sometimes if you run willy-nilly down those paths you're gonna step on a trap 
Yeah, sounds like me. <laughs> Listen, seasoned professionals get big slappied by Bloodborne because it will punish your arrogance. Um, yeah. But it'll also punish you if you're too timid. So you got to find well, the right balance. The, th- the thing with me is that I'm kind of like Jake that runs into the fray. But I'm like, can we kill that thing? Like, I just want to kill every single one of them. Yeah, no, I don't yeah, do that. Like... You can kill that thing, but you should watch out for the other guy that's waiting right behind you. Yeah. But um, that, yeah, what you're saying about it kind of punishing your arrogance is true because Bloodborne, more than Dark Souls, you can get away with charging into battle. Yeah. But if you do it too much and you don't think about it first, it will punish you for it. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of. So think, then charge. Yeah, make sure that there's not some other enemy hiding out nearby that's going to totally ambush you and just kick your ass. Make sure there's not, like, 50 enemies waiting in the mist when Jake runs out the door and then all of us follow them. Because we had to. Because <laughs> we're like, guess we'll die. Um, we made it, but Jake and I were screaming the whole time, and Kay was kind of laughing, <laughs> but it was good. I was just laughing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was scary. Um, yeah, so we should, we should finish... We should finish Budborn. I'll get my my special glasses on and my big ass jug of water um, that I drink when I'm playing Bloodborne to stay hydrated. Because um, yeah, we'll work out we'll work out times and stuff after the podcast. Yeah. And we'll announce it on our respective Twitters so that people know. But I should make another uh, sweet ass poster like the one Jake made uh, for us when we. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, Brotherhood of the on Wolf. It. Yeah. <laughs> Or the one that I um, made for the other stream we did with uh, Dio, when I was like, you were expecting, I don't know, Persona or something. Jackbox. Jackbox, but it's me, Bloodborne. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Um, But I think that's all I have to say for right now. I think I, for my pre-salt. All right. Um, before I get into mine, uh, I just want to let Jesse know about sp- something about Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. The voice of Peter Parker slash Spider-Man is Sasuke Uchiha. Yeah, it's Yuri Lowenthal. Thanks for breaking my heart. <laughs> 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 you're like, just so you know, you're going to load in to play Spider-Man and Sasuke is going to be like, hello. Hey, I had to hear him in Persona 4. Y- like, he's Yeah, Yuri Lowenthal a- does a lot. Just a lot in general. He, he was been... Troy Baker and, and Nolan North before Troy Baker and Nolan North. Yeah, before Troy Baker and Nolan North, it was Johnny Young Bosch and Yuri Lowenthal. Oh my god. And Steve Bloom. That's another thing I want to do one day, is uh, voice acting. And then, then you guys will have to hear me in video games and be like, God help me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'll get into my pre-salt. Um, have you guys heard of Ace Combat? Mm-mm. I mean, I've heard of it, but... Volkay is ahead of me. <laughs> but, yeah, it's basically a um, a fighter simulator. But, and by fighter simulator, I mean jets. And that is one big anime. <laughs> like, it's you call very... it Top Gun the anime here. It basically is. It's like, it's very Japanese, but... I mean, Top Gun like is a... kind of an anime. Yeah, uh, I, I fucking what do you what do you call that? Um, unpopular opinion. Top Gun is simply an anime, but like live action. 
I think it's the drama. It's like Gundam Wing, but it's... (laughs) 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 But, like, if America tried to make Gundam Wing, it would be Top Gun. (laughs) Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) You're just that Lisa Simpson walking out on stage meme. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, like, it's just one big anime because it's made by Namco Bandai or Bandai Namco. Oh, that makes sense. Something, but um but yeah the story is basically it takes 15 years 15 20 years after ace combat 5 and apparently uh this version of russia invaded the the other version of the us and nato and they have drones and you're you're just this uh new hotshot pilot that's just caught in the middle of this and going to be a little spoilery on it but just to be safe but you accidentally shoot down the former president of that United States. I love Rip. when I when I do that. It's it's a great but, time. But like he was a hero of Ace Combat Five, which is the problem. I mean, but, listen, that's it. Just happens sometimes when you accidentally shoot down the former president of the United States. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Nanomachine like... son. Nanomachine <laughs> son. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to uh, die with but... Metal Gear. <laughs> uh, revenge is a treasure that should be preserved. But, yeah. Um, but then, like, you get court-martialed, and all of a sudden you get thrown into this penal unit that has to... Um, it's full, made up of formal convicts just taking uh, take down... Well, what I'm trying to say is, uh, you're basically cannon fodder for mm. the rest of the military. It's like but, when we decide that convicts in America can be firefighters oh. while they're in prison, but once they exit prison, they no longer can be firefighters. Yeah, basically. But <laughs> anyway. Like, I have salt, by the way, but no. continue. <laughs> No, 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 it's all right. I'm just saying. It's just like, I just it's don't just doubt the military-industrial complex. It yeah, makes... it's just it's just one big anime, yeah. and all the planes are like accurate. They even have like a Boeing sponsor it. Uh, all the big major plane companies. Is this like that yeah. anime where the girls turn into planes? Close. <laughs> Continue while I, mean, I find this gif. <laughs> I mean, it kind of works like that, but they, the planes aren't girls themselves. But all I can say is, like, su- it's super fun. Like, if you ever want to, like, just take to the skies and just be Tom Cruise and just play Ace Combat 7. Are you in the danger zone? Mm, no. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I, I, I saw this art on Ace Combat 7 because the princess of that Russia is, like, uh, talking about how bad the that the U.S. is. And someone made an art of that saying, like, warmongering princess is super cute. And that's, like, the whole headline. I'm like, you're right. But, yeah, that's Ace Combat. Next is um, Rainbow Six Siege. I know I mentioned this a couple times in the imported salt, and I still apologize for just spamming you guys in the DMs <laughs> for that. 
But, I mean, sometimes you can't fight crime if you ain't cute. And I had to show it's off. True. I had to show off all the waifus. <laughs> but, well, but yeah, Rainbow Six is just fun. It's just basically um, Overwatch mixed with Counter Strike, and like how the different heroes have different abilities, and you have to defuse this bomb. Got the idea. And you yeah. have to defuse a bomb, and I'm like, um. That reminds me of when Nikki and I tried to play that bomb diffuser game where one of you has the um, instructions and the other person has the bomb. And you have... Oh, keep talking and no one explodes yes. or whatever it's called. And Nikki and I got so stressed out. Like, we were actually diffusing a real bomb and we were yelling. And I was like, this is a game. <laughs> yeah, I I can't imagine anyone playing that with, that with me without it devolving into us just screaming at each other. Like... <laughs> It just sounds too stressful. It's so stressful. I think that's the point. <laughs> yeah, that is the point, is the, like, try not to have a fucking meltdown while... Di- it's funny how the human brain, like, you know that it's not actually a bomb, but your brain takes it as seriously as if it was a bomb. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. You said defusing no, bombs, it- <laughs> and I was like, dumbasses trying to defuse a bomb, TM. Yeah, it's... Uh, the modes are defuse bombs... Secure an area or extract a hostage. And extracting the hostage is the one nobody likes in that game. Oh, I see. So you get thrown in, like, in Overwatch where you have King of the Hill or Protect the Payload matches. Yeah, basically. Like, you have to find the hostage, extract them, and that's how you win that round. But nobody likes that mode because you can... There's friendly fire in this game. Oh. And you can shoot the hostage. (laughs) Rip. That leaves me out. And like, uh, like a everybody just clicks out of it. Like they can opt out of that easily. But they just go with like secure area, defuse the bomb. If there it's was a, friendly fire in Overwatch, my divas would all be dead <laughs> because I would kill them. Because it's always fucking diva who's like, I need healing, and I look over and they've lost like point five tick of their health. And I'm like, I will find you, and I will kill you somehow. I don't know how, but I will find a way to kill you. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I was uh, trying to take down this guy. Then my teammate just walks in front of me, and and I just get negative 100 points for friendly fire. I'm like, dude just walked in front of me. (laughs) So, but yeah, it's it's a fun yet stressful game. Like, sometimes you're like four against one. I like that game. Next is Resident Evil 2. I yeah, I beat this game uh, about, what was it, Thursday or Friday before work? And oh, you beat it already? Yeah. I mean, it, I guess you've just, played it before but because this is a remake. I mean, uh, I kind of went in deep with it. Uh, I played the original one just to get ready for it. Oh my god. But like it has nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. Nothing so it's like a original. whole new game. No, Basically. it's the same game. Oh, it's the same game. I mean, so like there's it's the same game, but like some things are mixed up. They I mean, they would have to change it up because the Resident Evil 2 is old as balls at this point. So Oh yeah. They yeah. have to kind of modernize it, but Yeah. It's it's my um, understanding that it's still Resident Evil 2. Yeah, like, there's some modern things that actually make sense, but they still go with the cheese and the stupidity of a Resident Evil game. 
I woke Man. up late for my first day on the police force, and the apocalypse happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's literally Leon's backstory. Is that he oh, woke up? They changed up? that. Oh, they changed. They woke actually up changed late. it for. Really? Yeah, they they said that. Why would they that, change um, that? <laughs> I don't know. I actually I heard that like the original story was that he broke up with his girlfriend and got shit faced drunk, then woke up late for his first day as a cop in Raccoon City. Yeah. And then he got in yeah. and he was like, "Oh shit, the world ended while I was asleep." I mean, yeah, it's the 90s. That <laughs> That shit just what? happens in the 90s. You just get shit-faced, drunk, pass out, and when you wake up, the zombie apocalypse has come <laughs> upon you. Oh, my God. Yeah, they kind of made it modernized with uh, this, saying that, like, he was ready to go on his first day, but uh, they told him not to show up because something's going on. Then he figured out something was wrong, so he had drove over there. I'm sorry. I prefer I'm the just... shitty loser version of that story I... where he just got drunk and then woke up late. I like my <laughs> shitty loser twink, Leon. Actually, he's a twunk now. Never mind. He's still a, tw- he's a twink. He's a no, no. twink in this game. That is a twunk. That's what a twunk is. It's okay. it's a combination like a twink and hunk. Twink. Yes. Yeah. It's like if a twink had more meat. And that's <laughs> that's where he is. It's like twink plus a little bit of beef. Well, then you should just play Resident Evil 4 because he's just a baby boy in this. A baby boy. I mean, like, I don't really want beef. I'm here because I see myself in my head as a twink. And so I project myself onto this silver hair anime boy twunk. Resident Evil 4 is the only Resident Evil game that, like, like, well, okay, I played 7. I played 4 and 7. Those are the only Resident (laughs) Evil games I played. I love 4. Oh, 4 is fun. That that's what introduced me into the series, to be honest. That's what that one like. I I played that one pretty recently, and I was like, "God damn, this game is old." Because like, <laughs> I don't know some of, some of the way the the scripting is and everything. I'm just like, this game is real fucking old. Yeah, oh, yeah that was me still... <laughs> rewatching um, the first Kingdom Hearts game before the third one came out. Like, I was rewatching it, and I was like, oh, it's been 84 years, and everything is so shitty. <laughs> There's this bit in 4 where Leon's like, this is terrorism! And the, vil- the villain responds with, isn't that a popular word nowadays? And I'm just like, boy, this sure is a game from 2004. Like, oh my, Then he just terrorism. throws a knife at his arm. Yeah. <laughs> how it be god and then four was the one where they added quick time events to cutscenes so there was all these like angry people on message boards that were like i'm trying to eat my fucking dinner during this fucking cutscene and then i died what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's me i don't want to do a quick time event because listen that's what i get up to pee is during the cutscenes. because as i've as i've pointed out to people it, well you can play you can blame four for introducing cutscenes. Into yeah games. four was like where that got started that and God of War. I'm yeah. angry. That was 2004, wasn't it? It's kind Jesus. of fallen out of <laughs> vogue lately. People don't do that as much, but yeah. I just can't yeah. wait for whatever the fuck is going to happen when, when whoever whoever is sacrificing themselves to the gods in our podcast team is the first to acquire Death Stranding. Um, because whatever is going to happen is going to be wild. And every time I every time I think about it, I just think about that time Kojima said he wanted the disc to smell like blood when you played the game or like and they were what like the fuck? Yes. <laughs> it's like he 
there was this disc and he wanted it like when it heated up he wanted it to smell like blood and then there was another one um where it was kind of like the whole kill switch idea where he just wanted the game to delete itself after you played it and i'm just like bruh i paid money for this you can't do this to people who spend sixty dollars on yeah. video games. Like, yeah, if you're gonna charge me that much money, like, I need to be able to play it multiple times. It's like, sir, I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So whoever's yeah. gonna sacrifice their PS4 to the gods to play Death Stranding first of all of us, and if they make it out alive, then I too will play it. <laughs> I mean, I'll play it either way. You... Of, of how crazy that uh, acid trip he always takes. Brains, like, I'll die for a video game. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> You're that vibe. He's like, no. yeah, I'm, I'm I'm drinking a monster after midnight. I don't give a I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like Saitama, just saying, okay. Then just stuff is happening. He's just not moving. <sighs> but but yeah, Resident Evil Two is just fun. It's like, it's the first game I legitimately got scared of in years. There's like, so you many don't know good videos a- of people being scared by Mr. X. Oh, Mr. Mr. X was in my fucking dream. Oh, oh, yeah. So I was in a zombie apocalypse and, a, and like, we died, but in order to get back to our lives, we had to go through this hell house and Mr. X was in it. Knock, knock, open up the door, it's real. And like, I'm like, I just want to live. And I don't think one of my friends made it. Like, they didn't make it out. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't handle it, you guys. And I was like, I fucking hate Twitter right now. This is Twitter's fault. Like, (laughs) want to fight me, fight these tears. Oh, I've been retweeting like a lot of stuff of Mr. X. Like, yeah. you know that app that gives you the weird smile? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yes. Yeah, the weird, the fake smile. Yeah. Yes. They've just been putting that on Mr. X. And it's just ten times terrifying. I oh. sent a really good piece of um, Mr. X fan art into the, <laughs> the salt chat the other day. <laughs> Sorry. Y'all get to... Jesse's like, hey, do you guys want to see something terrible? Yeah, and no response because nobody wants to see something terrible, and then I post it anyway because I love them dearly. Because it's not actually a question. It's not actually a question. It's a a warning. I want you all to know that you get to see why everybody's so thirsty for Mr. X. Uh, I wouldn't even say he's the most terrifying creature in the game. Well, yeah, that's because people want to have sex with him. Getting busy with it! Like, he might have been scary at one time, but because so much time has passed, and everybody's a monster fucker, they're like, oh, yeah, fist me daddy X, and I'm like, are y'all okay? I haven't gone to that side of the internet. I just been running away from him because he's just in my way. This is, this Um. looks like me when my mom flicks on the light at night and I'm getting food. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, hey, all of a sudden, X gonna give it to your place. So I don't know if this is a thing in two, but I remember in four, there was a lot of like random human people in the game, like using the T virus to turn themselves into monsters to fight Leon. And just like, so like, I always wonder like, what's, what's their game plan for if they actually beat? Leon, like, where you can't, you can't reverse that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, you're just gonna live that, the rest of your life as this horrible monster. I mean, yeah, I think that's just an isolated incident 
surprisingly. It happens at least twice in four. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, look, what's your game plan? They're gonna, they're they're gonna live the life they wanted to live as a monster. I mean, once you're a monster, do you really care that you're a monster? Not to get existential here, but like, once you've gone, I mean, it happens from four on. Like yeah. in five, Wesker infects himself because he wants to take kill uh, Chris. And, I mean, do yeah. you have to? Is it a choice? I mean, for him, yeah. Well, you have the choice to inject yourself with the T virus or not, but they make that choice and then they turn into a monster. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, and and two, uh, that technically does happen. So I guess you're right, Kay. <laughs> yeah. What's their plan? What are they going to do if they win? Just live their well, life apparently like he that, didn't... I guess. Apparently, the doctor that did that didn't think it through because he just became a hideous monster with no thought. I mean, cool. there was something else I watched too where they did that. It's also like a, a like a comic book thing all the time too, where like the person's like, "Ah, oh, yes, I'm gonna inject myself with this to be super powerful. I might turn into a monster, but I'll get my revenge." And I'm like, "But you can't enjoy your revenge if you're a thoughtless monster." You know, like, but yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, you lose yeah. the ability. I love how I'm concerned with the ability to enjoy my revenge that I turned myself into a monster for. But, like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But why, that's Resident Evil, too. Why would you send me this? <laughs> I mean, you guys are talking about Mr. X, so... This is what I look <laughs> like when well. I see my cat. <laughs> I'm like, Luna! This is what she sees, and she's like, God help me. The- there was a tweet I saw that says, like, like me when I want to hug my cat, and it's just Mr. X. <laughs> <laughs> and my cat's just, like, Leon. Like, it's, all those, it's all those memes of, like, um, Jason or Freddy Krueger or whatever, and it's, like, me at 3 a.m. and then, like, the bag of shredded cheese in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. But... I mean, the community, the Resident Evil community called him Mr. X. He doesn't really, no, nobody in game calls him Mr. X. He's just yeah, known as the tyrant. They just had to call him something. Yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Mr. X. All right. Then apparently this generation just went with Mi- X gonna give it to you, so. <laughs> it fits. <laughs> if that song was out at the time, they probably would have done it too back then in 98 well, game, or whatever. Yeah, 98. Uh, X gonna give it to you came out like, 2003? 2004? Yeah. So if it was out at the time, they definitely would have done it, but it wasn't, so... Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a meme space <laughs> back then, so... In 1999? 1998? Uh, there were memes, uh, but they were were different. It was a different yeah. kind of meme. What I'm saying is Now we have accessible. evolved memes, because we injected the T-virus into our memes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend to if you if nobody has played the original, and by at this point there's no need. Like I do, if you I have do have some original, gripes. With you probably it. already played the remake. Oh yeah, I mean that's how how I was. So, but yeah, like if you don't know anything about two, just <laughs> hop in with the remake and you'll be fine. There are some gripes I I have with it, but I'll explain that in the salt. My uh, next thing is uh, 
I played Final Fantasy fourteen. Hey. hey, I wish that I don't. I had money to play Final Fantasy fourteen, but do I? You, you can play it for free up to level thirty five. Oh man, maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll do that. Join. Uh, uh, <laughs> Join. <laughs> Okay, no. I, for free, no. I'll do lots of stuff for free. Oh, for yeah, you me. can just download the free trial from PSN for free, and you can play it to level 35. There's a lot of restrictions on what you can and can't do, but... But for I mean, free, I'll I'm take the out. restrictions, yeah. Like, listen. I might, I might as well just give uh, Jesse my account, because <laughs> um, what I did was um, I linked my, my brother's Prime account to my Twitch, and... <laughs> That's how I got the full game. <laughs> I got the full game for thirty days to play. Yeah, it. there's a, they're doing a a deal right now where you can get um, a Realm Reborn for like the full Realm Reborn, not the trial version, and thirty days of free game time through tri- uh, Twitch pr- uh, Prime. So yeah, like when I saw it, I just instantly DM'd uh, Nick and said, "I'm gonna do it." And she's like, yes, do it, do it. <laughs> but, and so far, I don't know what to, what I think of it. Like, yeah, it's an MMO. It, so. it took me a while to get into it. I just, uh, I just what like, server you want? Be a cat girl. Uh, I joined Leviathan. Cause okay. <laughs> I would join fairy, right? If I was going to. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Because but, I'm a fairy. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> I think my friend is disappointed. Yeah, I, I told I told Nikki that I was in the game, and so I sent her a friend request on there. And like you know, I'm just doing the basic level one crap that you do. Yes. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I just see Nikki just walk in front of me, like on her mount or something. Then somebody else, I think it was Jay. I'm not sure if I'm right about that, but yeah, they're just casting stuff in front of me. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Oh, Pay yes. attention to me. <laughs> when you're a yeah. baby in Final Fantasy and you're ugly and your outfit is ugly and <laughs> you're like the older the older players, the more advanced players with their cute outfits go by and it's just like high school all over again. It's like being a freshman all over. God, I found some pictures of me as a freshman. I leveled the fuck up. I learned really <laughs> quick that you can't fight crime if you ain't cute. Oh uh, yeah. Um I took a screenshot of it. They're just casting like heels as paladins. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I remember when I um first joined that game on the trial, I was I started in Leviathan and I moved to Fairy when I subbed. Um but I was in the game and these two um I believe dragoons were hanging out in Ulda and they were just doing a bunch of like sick nasty kickflips and jumping up and down and like <laughs> using all their special attacks. And I was like, this is awesome, because I was a baby player. And so I started, like, <laughs> clapping and cheering at them. And so they stopped and started emoting at, back at me. It was really cute. It was a fun interaction. Yeah. I oh, just, yeah, you got the level one human gear. Yeah, I just stood there like a jackass, just with a blank face. But, I mean, I'll, I'll keep trying for the next 30 days. I don't know if I'll pay the sub, but, like, yeah. it's... It's worth I, a try. I just want to try it and <clears throat> and see what happens. See if I can be a tonky. Um, I can help you set up your uh, 
<laughs> your screen, your UI, so that it's not quite so overwhelming. <laughs> because it's a lot. Yeah, every time I look at people's like <coughs> user interfaces on Final Fantasy, I'm like, how do you see what's happening? Well, you, yeah, you were you were saying when uh, you were watching me, you're like, how do you do this? Yeah. Um, and that was after I'd already like reduced my um, UI elements, but like I kind of moved them around and changed the size a little bit. The one that I had to get rid of right away was for Alliance raids, because in Alliance raids they have like a list at the top that shows the icons for what jobs are in each alliance, and so there's 24 like, little icons at the top of the screen, and so there was this itty-bitty little square that I could see through at the center, and I was like, You're oh like, my god, I, don't I have need to this get rid of that. information either. Yeah, like, I, I have to get rid of it immediately, because I... don't fucking I, care what alliance you're from. I mean, it says what alliance I'm from, and that's kind of the important one, because um, some of the mechanics, they'll say, like, okay, alliance A, do this, alliance B, do that, alliance C, oh, do okay. that. But it says that at the top of the party list. It'll be like, you're an alliance B. Oh. So... Well, then that's the all you people. need to fucking know. Yeah. Fuck everybody else. I and I, I, like, I couldn't see when that thing was up. There was no- I couldn't see anything, so I had to remove it. I don't need to know that Sir Reginald <laughs> Zanith, the eighth, is from the Alliance of Shitfuck. And, like... I don't need to see- I don't need to see that, that um, they have two bards and, and two white- and two red mages and two white mages in Alliance C. Like, that's not my alliance. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> But yeah, I'll keep playing it till my time runs up, and if I like it, I'll continue. If not, oh well, I'll just give yeah. my account to Jesse. <laughs> you can't do that. Oh. <laughs> it, right, um, are you playing on PC? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know. I don't know if it's the, the case for PC, but um, for PS4, they like link it with your PS4. Oh really? <laughs> or like with your PSN account? And so, oh. like, if you bought it through Steam, it's probably <coughs> probably linked with your Steam account. Um, uh, uh, I downloaded it through their launcher. Through okay. So so I don't I really don't know how it works there, but definitely they're they're pretty intense about account sharing, and also it wouldn't help Jesse because Jesse can't I afford gonna... the um, the subscription. Yeah. I mean, I'll, so I'll yeah. I'll pay for the subscription. Like I'll, I'll be that guy. Yeah. But like, well, Jesse can play. <laughs> I'll... Also, you've got a Mac, don't you, Jesse? So... Yeah, I couldn't even use it anyway. I, mean, I, I think, think, there I think there's a Mac, Mac version, version, but it's probably I'm, I'm sure your Mac probably isn't what? designed to run video That's games. That's crazy. Listen, how dare you? Just be... <laughs> Fitzwilliam <laughs> Darcy is doing the best for. they can. I know, but that's not what you use your computer for, <laughs> yeah, so it's not meant for games. I mean, like, I, my, I my computer... Well, I, I always talk about how my laptop's a busted piece of shit. But, like, <laughs> it's not meant for playing games. It's meant for this. Why are you <laughs> playing these games? <laughs> I mean, I threw out mine because the battery was super swollen. That's and terrifying. <laughs> the battery. That is... Yeah, and, and, like, it couldn't keep up. So I'm just like, screw it. I have the money now. I'm going to buy a new computer. So now I have Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> Me imagining what it's like to yeah. have money. One I play, day I play it on PS4, so. I mean, that's a that's a good compromise, to be honest. But, yeah, you just have to deal with how something I noticed um, today when I was playing it for a little while was um, 
people who are on PC and have better hardware will load into things faster, which sometimes means that before you, like, I'll skip the cutscene and it'll take a couple seconds for it to load and my party members are already out the door. Like, <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye, I guess. Uh, I, I, I told Nikki this, like, how do you guys play with a controller? Like, Oh, you get used to it. Well, I'm sure you do. I'm just like, I mean, I need a keyboard for this. Oh, I, yeah, I have. I mean, I have the keyboard for chat, but yeah, you can you can have both. Yeah, but I'm yeah, I'm just like adult. simple one, two, three, four. Like that's simple to cast spells. Uh, I'm I'm just well on Master Race. <laughs> on my game. It's R two and then X circle, triangle square or the D pad buttons. L two and R two. And then if you hold I down mean, both, you I mean, people ask me all the ones. time how I play Overwatch on <clears throat> console, and like, I just do. You just—I yeah. mean, that's that's you what I do with. It. Yeah, that's what I did with Dragon Age. My first copy of Dragon Age, I played it on 360. I'm just like, it sucks, but you get used to it. <laughs> yeah, I played Dragon Age on PS3. I played Dragon yeah, no, Age I... on Xbox as well, because we had an Xbox. But that's a story for another time. <laughs> yeah, I, I have three copies of Dragon Age, but that's because they were cheap. I'll tell one day. I'll tell the story of my copy of Dragon Age Two, which I'm is pretty sure you have told that story. The shittiest fucking <laughs> fuck. I I'm still mad at GameStop, but that, but I'm always mad at GameStop. So what? <laughs> what's yeah. really the difference there? True. But, yeah, that's my journey through Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, I recently got the urge to play uh, Persona again. Which like, Persona? Um, five, basically, because that's basically what um, got me into the series. But like, I haven't even beat four yet, and I'm just like, oh, four is really good. <laughs> like, well, I like this. Yeah, I, oh, I remember four very, very fondly. Yeah, like I, I don't even think I'm done with it yet. I think there's still a good chunk that I need to go through. Do you remember like, what you did last? I recently saved Nanako. Not much I know. Oh uh, yeah, you're winding down, but there's a lot left. Yeah, and I'm and since this is the golden version, I'm sure there's plenty more. Um, I don't know if Golden added onto the end at all. I know it added like some social links and stuff. Um yeah. which which uh changed like when i played persona 4 base version on ps2 and at the end i was like all right well um i gotta figure out who the killer is well it can't be that guy that we just decided wasn't the killer and it has to be a character that is named has a portrait and it doesn't have a social link and there was like two <laughs> <laughs> one or two but that's a uh, 50 50 percent for- chance they changed that for Golden, and you do have social links with just about every named portraited character, and then they added a character as well. Um, so you have to narrow it down some other way. <laughs> Unless oh, you already, already know, know. you spoiled for it. I already know. Like, I, I spoiled yeah. myself for it, but I'm just like, all right. <laughs> I mean, that game's almost ten years old now, right? So Yeah, like, I'm, I'm the person that doesn't care about spoilers. But, like, like and if I care enough, I'll go looking for it. But if it's, like, something I don't know, but I know about it, I don't go digging for it. But, yeah, I just need to beat that and maybe play 5 again. I don't know. I might just go straight to 3. That's going to be hard. I'm just warning you right now. 
Oh, it was hard transferring from five to four. Yeah, it's going to be worse. So I'm just, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> yeah, I recommend three. I really like three, but it's going to be rough. It might be a bit like easier that. because the version I'm planning to get is the PSV version. Yeah, so that helps a lot. Um, but it's just, like, it's a different game and it's a bit rough and the systems are a little bit different. Then I plan to go it's, ham uh, after that. It's set up pretty get... similar to Mementos in that you go through the Tartarus, but you're, you're climbing up instead of down. Um, mm. And you just have all the different repeated floors. So it's I, I, similar in that way, but... Yeah, I don't know much about 3, but all I know is that you'll get a lot of feels. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, it's so a good I don't one. Know you... But yeah, that's the plan. Then I'm, I plan to go ham and go get 2 and 1. I haven't played 2 and 1. It is my understanding that they're a lot more like traditional Shin Megami Tensei games. Uh, I don't Shin Megami but... Tensei! That's my <laughs> song. Yeah. But yeah, Thank like you. I still, I, <laughs> I still occasionally post Persona art. Like I'm sure you. Oh yeah, I read you know. it and like it all, all the time. So. Yeah, like, like it's it's for me. Five was like um, what Jesse said a couple of podcasts ago that like, it struck something with me and, like it's like a game that that is now a part of you. But yeah, I guess four was kind of like that for me. It was like I. I played that when I was a teenager, and I hadn't played anything really like it before that. Um, yeah, like... And also, yeah, Persona for me, 4 is the reason why I got into Souls, because I saw that Atlas was on the front of the box of Demon Souls, and I didn't know that they just... They just published it in North America. They didn't have <laughs> anything to do with it, but I didn't know that, so I bought it because I thought it was an Atlas RPG. And now, and now here. here we are. And now here we are. <laughs> but yeah, like, 5 was... Like, this was around the time I graduated last year, and, like, like I was in that post-graduation uh, uh, depression, like, what am I supposed to do now? And so I just played through that, and, man, it just stuck with me. Also, the soundtrack. Is Soundtrack's cool. good. Yeah. Okay, so, <clears throat> also, thanks to Jesse, I am getting the urge to play Metal Gear. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this. No one should have to go through this. But I am in Metal Gear hell right now. No, I, like I was planning to go through it either way. But like with Jesse, you just amplified it. <laughs> yeah, because I had further questions, and I was like, "Kay," and then Kay is like, "Don't worry about it." And <laughs> no, like you have you have questions about it. I'm just like, I'm just gonna go for the ride. Yeah, it is. Like, I mean, mostly you just go for the ride. I do have a lot of qualms, like I said, about how a lot of the female characters are written <clears> in those games, because it's just downright awful. Like, it's like how I watch Neon Genesis Evangelion, and it, like a certain part of myself enjoys it, but the other really strong feminist part of myself is like, Jesus fucking Christ, these female <laughs> characters got fucking ripped apart and tortured for no reason, and it yep. haunts me. And like... I, I understand that they're, like, it's intentionally supposed to be edgy, but, like, th the male characters weren't treated in such a way. You see what I'm saying? And so, like, Metal yeah. Gear, it's like, I, as much as I also love Metal Gear, there's a lot of shit where I'm just like, mm. also. That's, perf that's perfectly fine. Like, there's, a, there's stuff I like from Mass Effect. 
But I absolutely hate that series. I just... And, like, the thing about Metal Gear is that there's, like, a lot of characters I like. But I also... I don't know. I have problems. Also, a lot of the political philosophies in Metal Gear, like... I'm like, hmm. Hmm. It makes sense that, like, uh, Kojima always, like, retweets evil Elon Musk stuff. Because everyone knows that evil Elon Musk is actually just Elon Musk. Um, But... I mean, like, that's fair. Elon Musk created the single-person submarine from Metal Gear Solid the 1. So, like, there you go. But, um, yeah, I have weird mixed feelings about Metal Gear. I I am the first person to be like, I love Metal Gear, but then I'll also be like, I hate Metal Gear, and that's just how I feel about it. But, like... Oh, fun, f- fun fact for you, Jesse. Um, it's because of uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 that I have a bad habit of spinning scissors in my fingers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like... Like... Uh, oh, yeah, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, everybody knows that, like, I have faves. Like, Dave and Hal are my faves. And then, although I, I do like <laughs> Meryl's design a lot. And then, um, and then, but everybody knows that Revolver fucking Ocelot is my whole fucking spirit and soul. Like... I didn't really care up until the point where he showed up in three, and I was like, "Look, look at this! Look at the look at look at this! This is a whole mess of a human being." And immediately, I paused it. I was like, "Hey, baby, Ocelot, kitten, Ocelot <laughs> is also little is a lot to handle, and I love him. He's awful." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I said, I, "I was like, I love Ocelot in this game. He's such a shitty loser." <laughs> <laughs> love when Eva just drives over his fucking face. I'm like, me too. (laughs) Oh, I even do his uh, finger guns thing too. I'm not proud of it. (laughs) But like, I I mastered it. Like, I'm doing it right now and it's like, perfect. (laughs) I mean, we all know that I am doing my, uh... Oh my god, my dad is so loud. We all know that um, I'm I'm doing my Metal Gear Solid Five Ocelot, awesome middle, if you will, um, cosplay. <laughs> Someone remind me to wear lots of mascara to imitate his beautiful long lunch. <laughs> How do we make a forty year old man look handsome? Give him beautiful long lashes. And have Troy Baker mocap. Oh yeah, and also unbutton his shirt. <laughs> A ridiculous amount for some reason, but also he's wearing a Titties scarf. Out for mother base. Titties out for mother base. Ugh. Uh, but yeah. Uh, also, back to that story about me spinning scissors. I was doing it one time in high school and during art class. Then all of a sudden, like the teacher stops and it's like, "Aiden, stop doing that!" Like, and I'm like, "Doing what?" I'm still spinning in right next to me. <laughs> yeah, that's really dangerous like, too. You could. Yeah. You could. Like and I don't I don't do it like like super long scissors. I do it like you know the little kid ones. Yeah, craft scissors. That's still dangerous though. Yeah. You can hit somebody. Yeah, no, like I keep it like like I make sure like no everybody's away. I'm just like all right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I bought the twin snakes for the GameCube, and that was a pretty penny. <laughs> <laughs> the twin snakes is just like low poly elevated. It's like yeah, it's well, just. Uh, it's MGS one, but more so. It, did you knock? <coughs> okay. Oh, sorry. My 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 friend is getting used to the ways of the house. I was just making sure that like. Uh-huh. 
Because sometimes people in my house just leave the light on in the bathroom, but they're not in the bathroom. The door's shut, but the light is on. And I'm like, somebody let me know if someone's in here. Like, just please. Just someone yell. I've started locking the bathroom door because so many times my mom has, like, walked in. And then she screams, and then she's like, I almost peed, Jesse. <laughs> I'm like, the knock! <laughs> anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's alright. Um, but yeah, like, I have that ready, and I plan to play that soon. I, I have two, I have the GameCube uh, remasters. Oh, not the GameCube, uh, the 360 remasters of mm-hmm. 2, 3, and yeah, that remaster. I'm just... And, and even the, and I have five free that I got from PS Plus on my PS4. I'm just thinking about um, just Liquid Snake yelling <clears throat> about jeans and I'm just like, this is absolutely not how genes work. But like, I don't know anything is- about genetics, but I'm mad as hell about yeah. it. <laughs> He's so. I'm just like, sir, this is absolutely not how genetics work. The go off. <laughs> as someone that went through bio anthropology, I can agree. Like his methodology is like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, and I had, like, a significant amount of classes on um, bio, specifically focusing on genes, genetics, embryology, and, like, um, like family-inherited genes and whatever. Um, so, like, I, I had to study, I had to study that specifically because that's where I decided to put all my science units. And so I had just been, like, fresh out of that. So as I sit down and I'm listening to this, and I'm like, sir... Sorry, this is not how this works, but go off. Yeah, like I had to go through like uh, talking about eugenics and, you know, all that early biology stuff. Oh, my God. You know what else people don't know anything about? Rocks. Let me tell you, all those end of the world movies, the geology is so fucking bad. I'm like, this is absolutely not how it works, but I guess continue. I mean, it's just safe to say that people were dumb back then. And people still go back to them for reference. I'm like, I mean, no, I'm people talking. People are dumb now. People are dumb now. <laughs> like people make movies now all the time, and I'm like, that's absolutely not how that works. But I'll let it go. I mean, I guess that's true. Like everybody knows a weird something. They're they're not suspecting anybody to have like this secret knowledge, but we do. Those fools. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm set to to start this. Uh, Metal Gear Rampage. But, I, like, I, I, don't, I, I don't plan to play 4. I don't want to get a PS3 and play 4. Because 4 will make you sad. Uh, I heard it was just a shit show. I cried. The story in 4 made me cry. A lot of stuff oh, happens, though. Uh, and, and, like, a lot of recap happens. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't need this information, thank you. But I guess, like, I had also consecutively, like, gone through all of them, so I had all that information fresh in my mind where other people might have had, like, they haven't thought about, like, Metal Gear Solid 1 or 2 for a while because 3 came out and it was the prequels. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. that I can't, I can't, I, I've, as I've told Kay and... Okay, it's just, like, didn't say anything, and then I start crying. Um, but, like... 
I cannot. I cannot watch Old Man Snake die in front of my eyes. I can't do it. Dave, if I can, why is Ryan like that? We just don't know. And then there's a child, and my whole heart is shattering. Continue. Go somewhere else with this. Revengeance. I need a movie. I need a movie. I need a moment. You know, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Snake didn't die. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. They had to deal with their like, uh, with their their child. They are raising t- aggressively t posing at them because you know, <laughs> Sunny just doing Fortnite uh, dances, and Dave's like, "What is actually happening right now?" <laughs> I mean, he still has Fox die in him, Shh. but. <laughs> It was cured. <laughs> I cured it. Okay. Me, Jesse. I well, self-inserted I mean, myself into Metal Gear and fixed all the problems. I mean, Metal Gear Solid 4 happened, like, what, 2014? So, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Could, but, if I was a yeah. self-insert Metal Gear character, my whole ass would be out. I'd be like, I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, that's my pre-salt. <laughs> All right, moving into the salt. Um, I'll start with my most embarrassing Final Fantasy XIV death ever. That just happened earlier today. I want to say this was the first time I played Final Fantasy XIV in like a week. Because I've been working on my Songbird cosplay, but um, I did my duty roulette as um, Scholar, and I was having a hard time with it already because I hate Scholar and I don't know how to play it. But um, I did my leveling roulette, and then I I was really close to another level, so I was like, ah, what's the highest level dungeon that I can go into? Oh, it's Zamel Darkhold. We learned last week that this this is always a mistake. Um... (laughs) It's a mistake. But I get in there, and everything's going fine. Until we get to the zone where you kind of have to, like, walk up a cliff face. And I got too close to a frog enemy, and I pulled him. And he used, like, the sticky tongue attack and pulled me away from my party. And I got stuck (laughs) on some, like, some of the environment while I was trying to get away. And I fell onto a lower level of the path. And I was like, oh shit, because like everyone's dying. And I'm trying to run up there, and I can't quite get up there. And I tried to jump over something that I got stuck on, and instead I just jumped off the cliff and died. (laughs) And one of the other players is like, wow. And I'm like, yep. And someone else is like, did the healer just jump off? And I was like, I didn't mean to. And then the summoner is like, I... I'm so glad I'm not the only person that's done that. And I was like, thank you. I feel better now. <laughs> I I, I, really watched, I watched a Genji try to double jump over this space once and fall right into it and die right before my eyes as the point was getting <laughs> captured. And I was just like, I, you know that moment where you're just like that white guy blinking gif? And then yeah, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was my entire party looking at me die because I fell off a cliff, and then they all wiped. And I, oh man, I felt like such an idiot. But we made it through the rest of the dungeon without incident, so whatever. Um, now onto the bulk of my salt for this week. 
my searcher isn't working. I briefly mentioned this in the last episode, but um, I I made some comment when I was making the butt bow for my songbird, where I was like, in spite of my searcher's best attempts at sabotage, I was still able to finish this. Um, and for those of you who don't know or haven't heard me talk about it before, serger is just meant for finishing edges on um, things. So it just like it cuts the edge, and it there's it, you loop two threads through the bottom and two threads through the needles, and it just kind of does this like looping um, thread along the edge, and just keeps it from fraying. And since I'm mo- this costume is mostly satin, satin likes to just loves to fray. It loves nothing more to, than to fray. So I've been using my serger a lot. Um, but while I was making the butt bow, it would sometimes, like, break one of the lower looper threads, and it was really annoying, um, because once that goes, the whole thing just falls apart, um, and it can't, if it doesn't have all four threads working, then it doesn't finish the edge properly. Mm -hmm. So I was getting really annoyed. Um, and then it just started doing this consistently. Like, every single time I threaded the machine, it would just break the bottom thread. And actually, I'm not sure if it was breaking the bottom thread, if it was coming unlooped somehow, and then pulling the thread up through the feet anyway, and just getting all fucked up. I'm not really sure what's going on with it, um, but I tried everything I could to fix it. I tried blowing it out with compressed air. I tried changing the needles. I tried threading and re-threading the machine. I tried changing the tension dials. Everything I could, and nothing was working, so I had to call a sewing machine repair shop, and he can't look at it for, like, two more weeks at least. And it's going to cost money that I don't want to spend fixing this machine that's only a year old. And it's just it's just frustrating. Um, but I, I need it. And so I needed the serger. And so this led to my um, adventure where I found out that the Salt Lake City Library has a sewing room with sewing machine, an embroidery machine, and a serger. And so I sent in a request to their website. And it's like, what times do you prefer? And it listed a couple times this weekend. <coughs> Excuse me. And they're like, what are you using the room for? And I said, I will be using the serger to finish some edges on a jacket and skirt that I'm working on. And <coughs> I got it. I got an email back. And they're like, okay, we've booked the sewing room for you from 4 until 5.30 on Saturday, which is today. And I was like, okay. So I go in. And I'm like, hi, I booked the sewing room. And he's like, okay, great. Um, here, here it is. And it wasn't a sewing room. It was just a table with the sewing machines on it in the main um, creative lab. But who's counting? Um, and he's like, what are you planning to be doing? And I was like, I need to use a serger. And he said, oh, the serger's broken. Oh, my and I'm like, God. Excuse me. He's like, yeah, one of the needles broke. And um, I haven't figured out how to replace it. And so I go look at it. And it's, it's just a fucking serger. Like, there's a, there's a very obvious screw on the front that you would just remove and pull the needle out and put a new fucking needle in. And so I, I, I told him that, but much more nicely. I was like, oh, you just need a little screwdriver, and you, you pull it out, and you put it back in. And he's like, oh. And so he, like, gets out this box, this, like, gigantic box that has, like, t- ten thing, tiny things in it. And oh he's, like, God. looking for the screwdriver. And I'm like, oh, um, oh here it is. Uh, bear in mind, again, I only have this room booked for an hour and a half. Um... And so I just, like, I start, I'm really tilted at this point. So I'm just like, if I break your machine, I am not liable for this. You better not hold me liable for this. And he's like, uh. And so I, like, unscrew the needle and pull it out. And 
then we're digging through the box looking for more sewing machine needles and I eventually find one. I was like, oh, this is literally the exact same needle that's in the, the, on the other side. So I popped it in there, which took, it's, it's just a little difficult to get a sewing machine needle into a serger because yeah. of the way that it's set up. But I figured it out and that took like 15 minutes. And so I'm like, great. And he's like, hey, thanks for fixing that. And I'm like, do you think I could get a job here taking care of your sewing machines for you? And he's like, if it were up to me, I would hire you. <laughs> like, thanks. Um, so I get to work. And so this serger <laughs> seemed really cool on the surface because it threads itself. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Threading my serger is hell. Um, this serger also costs like three times as much as my serger, though. So, uh... Uh, actually, I think it costs four times as much as my searcher. It's very expensive. Um, and it was, it's clearly not been taken care of because the, uh, cutting blade is starting to get dull and it cut a lot of very ragged edges on the thing. And the other thing about it is like, it doesn't have tension dials like mine does. It's just sort of automatic. It's supposed to like automatically sense what tension it's supposed to use for your material. Uh, but what that meant is that it, it didn't do it very well, and it kind of would cause a lot of puckers and stuff in my very delicate satin. Um, yeah. So I'm just like, man, I wish my serger was working. And then I had to change the thread, so I had to figure out how to get the self-threading mechanism to work, and that was a time. Um, it was very frustrating. And like these, these instruction books for sewing machines are always just a nightmare, and they are not yeah, what I to started be understood doing- by humans is like basically Googling my model or I just type my model into YouTube and then whatever question I have. And then, yeah, that's what we ended up having to do. Yeah. Cause and... I need to see someone do it visually. I can't just read the stupid like thing in the and manual and then hope for the best. That's also how I learned to thread my own serger actually. Yeah. But, um, it, we eventually got that figured out and I finished what I needed to do. And I told the guy, I was like, yeah, you're going to want to get somebody to replace the cutting blade on this sometime. And he looked at me like, he was like, oh, okay, I'll get right on that. But he had no fucking clue what I was talking about. He had no idea. And so I'm just like, I hope I never have to use this again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I that- hope he was like, this, this searcher is only going to get worse. I mean, to be fair, when he became a librarian, he probably yeah. wasn't expecting to have to take care of sewing machines. And he probably, like, I doubt that every person in that library knows what a serger is, what it's used for, and how to use it. Especially one that's, like, this is an expensive high-end serger. Um, It's pretty complicated, and I wouldn't have been able to figure it at all if I didn't have experience with a base model serger. Yeah. So, I'm trying to be fair to him, but it's just kind of like, this kind of sucks. They even had, like, an extra cutter in the box that I was digging through. Cause he pulled it out. He's like, what the hell is this? And I was like, Oh, it's an extra cutting foot. And he's like, whatever you say, captain, um, <laughs> whatever you but- say, captain, major, major. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after all this, I'm like, I'm going to go to Doki Doki. That's like a crepe shop. And it's across the street from the city library. And I don't get to go there very often. Cause they kind of have weird hours, but yeah. They are open at around this time of day. So I walked across the street and I go up to Doki Doki and they're closed for a family reunion. Okay. 
But yeah, that was an adventure. After a while, I was kind of like, because when I when I went, I brought all this stuff, and then I was like, okay, how much of this do I actually need to search? Because this is a nightmare. Um, but I did get the important things, which was the coattails, um, the bodice of the jacket. Like since since I was having that issue with it. Um, really jacking up some of the more delicate fabric. I didn't sew the lining, search the lining. I'm just going to fray check it. Um, because I think it would have just been ripped to shreds by their serger. Um, I was real excited about the self-threading mechanism. And I was like, which is how I know how much it costs. Cause I was like, how much would it cost to get me one of these? And like, Oh, like $850. Holy shit. Um, never mind. But yeah. now I realize that actually it's for how expensive it is. It's kind of garbage because of that whole sensor issue. Like I, I wish it had manual dials um, or just electronic ones. But um, so yeah, I'm just gonna fray check my. Um, I'm gonna fray check a lot of stuff instead of surging it because otherwise it's just gonna die. And like, man, I really want my serger back, y'all. Yeah, that's understandable. Especially when you have the fucking piece of equipment you need, but it's just fucking broken. And you just stare at it longingly. Yeah, Yeah. I really hope that the guy can fix it and that it's not going to be any more expensive than it already is going to be. (sighs) Yeah, I'm just thinking that, uh, you know that one meme, like, like, why can't you be normal? And the kid's just screaming. I, um, actually at the time I tried to find a good, um, blank version of that meme to make into the one about my surgery, but I was having a hard time with the Google search because people like to make images that say their text, like, around the image. I'm like, I know, I just need, I just need the meme. I mean, to, (laughs) oh wait, never mind. I'm just so used to, like, Photoshop. I have too much power. (laughs) It's too much power. Um... But yeah, I tried. I tried to make that joke, but instead, I just made the Helmo fire. Like the the library has a surger. Um, ah, I want my surger back. I miss you. So I love I, you, I bitch. I relied on that thing. Like, I ain't ever gonna stop loving you, bitch. I, I for years I cosplayed and sewed my own cosplays without a surger, and now I've had one for a year, and I don't know what to do when I don't have it anymore. So, but you lost your abilities yeah. because a new technology came in. I mean, if I had, if I didn't have it in the first place, I probably would have planned around it like I did. Like I would have done French themes instead of basing the all the modifications to my patterns off of the idea that I was just going to do five eighths inch themes and surge them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't because I thought I was just going to surge them, and then my serger broke. And I didn't. I'd already cut out the pattern pieces and couldn't change the patterns. Okay, yeah, yeah. you have reason then. Yeah, but now I think I'm going to either. I mean, I have stuff that I can do that doesn't involve sewing. Uh, I can keep working on overhauls mask. I could start working on the Artemis bow. Uh, I can keep doing my embroidery patches for the bard. I can start working on the Fool's Idols book. Um, oh my stuff God. like that that doesn't require me to sew. So after I get the songbird jacket and the skirt done, maybe I'll just like uh, songbird brooches as well. I can just like cool it for a little while in the sewing and do other stuff. And then when my serger's back in commission, I can worry about the sewing parts of the costumes. So, cause I'm not, I'm not going back to the fucking library. 
<laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. Anyway, that's my salt. I have very little salt. Last night, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was like, ow, I think I hurt myself. But then I thought it was a dream. But then I woke up, and the entire left side of my neck and shoulder is in excruciating pain. And I've already taken painkillers, and it doesn't really help. So I probably pulled something. Um, I just love how dream me was like, ow, good thing this is a dream. Fucking dumbass <laughs> bitch. Um, <laughs> so That happened to me recently, and I couldn't turn my head to <laughs> Yeah, where you, like, thought it was just a dream, but then you wake up and you're like, no. Well, no, I just, like, I woke up and I was like, wow, I'm in so much pain. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking <laughs> don't even know what happened, but whatever. Guess I'll die. Um, I I just, my my whole life is shifting around right now, so I'm in a weird space. Um, then, uh, I I mean, like, I don't really have that much salt this, this week. Oh, my God that people are loud um sorry uh i just i feel like i like i wanted to talk about like my ariana salt a while ago and then i and then i didn't or like i was like oh maybe this isn't for everyone to hear but i won't say much except for like i saw someone make this post who's like i haven't seen a person shoot themselves in the foot faster than ariana grande (laughs) 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 and yeah um like i think i I think i told Kay this like i knew she was from a children's show but like i wasn't aware of what she looked like while she was on the show because i had never watched it i think it was victorious um and so i was not aware that she was white and (laughs) and like and and then like the the whole thing is like beyond just like the fact that she got her lips done or that she tans ex- like really dark. She also changed the way she speaks a lot, which is interesting. Um, and also will make references to things like she was on that like she was she was on that award show receiving her award talking about like how she looks like she's wearing a dress for a quinceanera. I'm like, bitch, you're Italian. Um, <laughs> so that was an interesting thing. And then just like the whole debacle about like language appropriation which also made me think of like why i learn languages and whether or not it's for the right reasons but it wasn't so much like what started it it was more like her reactions to it i think i probably don't want to be a celebrity because i'm a messy ass person and i don't need my whole ass on display for the entire world but also there's just ways to deal with it and then like her the whole weird debacle with her manager about how he lied and then she she comes out with this video where like oh yeah like you think the break up with your boyfriend because i'm bored and then it's like her and this other like couple and they like invite her over and then at the end the the plot twist is that she kisses the girl um but ariana grande is straight and i have feelings about like gay plot twists being used as like a weird fetish to get people's attention um and then someone was like actually the other girl was her the whole time (laughs) which reminds me of when um rihanna released te amo and people were like no you (coughs) fool the girl she's speaking about is the other rihanna in (laughs) They Russian two haunted that song and it haunts me to this day. Um 
but I I was just like, I don't know how I feel about you right now, bruh. And everybody's doing the listening party for her album, and I just don't feel like... I don't feel like where she is right now is somebody that I want to give my money and support, even with the, like, ten cents that my streaming gives her, or whatever. The, the seven cents. Master Do- Master has given Dobby a sock. Um, <laughs> Dobby is free. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not in that place right now to... Like when I could be giving my, I have I have so little like agency over my life that right now that it's like I have decisions I can be making though, and that's just the decision I want to make is to for right now like be like mm, this isn't somebody I want to support right now. Um, I'm sure there are worse artists out right now. Um, it's it's just like I made the decision, you know, like after the whole debacle with like Drake talking to the like texting the little girl from and i will call her a little girl because she's like 13 from stranger things millie and like how like her parents like defended the whole thing but i'm like i'm sorry if a 30 year old man was texting my 13 year old daughter and we they weren't related i'd be really fucking upset like i'm sorry like it's just weird and like he would say things on models pages about how like um like, he can't wait till she's 18, just kidding, but not really kidding. Um, and, like, then the whole fondling a 17-year-old girl on stage. Like, I was like, mm, I can make the... Ch- it's not really a loss in my life if I don't listen to Drake. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there, there's there's worse things that could happen. Like, oops, I'm sorry. I, 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 I get to not listen to God's plan. Well, guess I'll die. What a, what a horrible time. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's just um, some pop culture salt right there. Just like me choosing, I, and like I always like I've been like we've been talking about on this podcast. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism, but I think like it's very something within your control to make choices about what you personally buy or what you bring into your life when you have a choice in the matter. Like nothing, no part of my life is going to like explode if i can't listen to drake or if i decide i'm not really gonna support like ariana grande right now you know what i'm saying like that doesn't hurt me in any way to just like make that decision it's not like or you basically uh sorry uh life goes on yes exactly it's not like it's not like i have to buy gas to drive my car to go to places like school and work like that's not something i really have a choice about i mean like even if i'm getting on the bus it's still gas and, like, like bus systems don't necessarily... Like, not everybody has the accessibility to public transportation to get everywhere. Not everyone get. can walk. Not everyone can bike. Yeah. So there's just some things in life that are kind of unavoidable. But there's, like, other stuff that, like, I can really just be like, mm, I'm not going to die if I don't do this. And other people in my life are telling me, like, hey, this makes me feel really shitty. This probably isn't cool. And I'm like, all right, I'll listen to you. Um, so, yeah. you know. Or it'll be stuff like, oh, you want to boycott the Nestle Foundation? Good fucking luck. Yeah, because they <laughs> own like a billion other fucking... This is this is the thing about people who are like, I'm not going to buy stuff off of Amazon, but they're on Twitch. And I'm like, I have some news for you. Um, yep. It haunts me. Yep. But anything I can have agency over, which is like individual supporting of artists and things like that, I, I do my best. Um but like I said, there's a lot of 
privilege involved in like what you can and cannot, you know, boycott depending on your abilities to function in the society. Um, But yeah, otherwise, Uh, uh, Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but that that got me thinking of uh, like a quote that I made up myself. Sorry to plug myself (laughs) in. Sorry to plug myself in, but, but when you say that people are privileged, I basically got thinking of like how people just say they're blessed that they have this and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, Blessed and privilege are not the same thing. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, uh, like, of course you're privileged, but like, sometimes you just have to take off the rose-tinted goggles and look at reality. Yeah. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I, I also, like, there's a lot of things that I, I when people are like, why don't you just do this? And I'm like, well, thanks, Deborah. I can't because of, like, the fact that I am not, like, a, a lot of things is, like, oh, like, people who are super into, like, super clean eating. And I'm, like, I would love to, Deborah, but, like, I can't afford to shop at Whole Foods. Like, that's at the end of the fucking day. Like, you know what I'm saying? There there are there are things that have to do with, like, your place in society and the privileges you have. But there are also stuff that you do have control over. Um, yeah. Otherwise... I don't really have very much salt. I mean, I'm always salty, but that's just Jesse. Um, There's something I said I was salty over earlier. Oh, never mind. It wasn't important. It was just the military industrial complex, but everybody knows I'm salty about that. Um, yeah, there's not very much other. Oh, fuck. You know what? Never, never mind. I do have something. Fucking who let Max Landis back into this fucking goddamn world? And I, I, I was like, didn't we kill this fucker? Wasn't the evil defeated? Like, I am so goddamn done. And like, people accuse him of sexual assault and he gets off Twitter for like six months and everybody supposedly is just supposed to forget about it. And they're letting him like fucking direct a super feminist movie instead of actual any fucking woman like at all direct this super feminist movie. Like, goddamn it. I, (sighs) thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I, like, after the whole Bright shit show and every other shit show he's involved with and then all the fucking sexual assault fucking allegations against him and then he, what, just gets off Twitter? Which his silence is even more damning because that guy will talk himself into a ditch. So, like, he says nothing about it. Ugh. Sorry, I just, I was like... I cannot oh, think of a person I trust least to direct a feminist action <gasps> film. Then fucking Max Landis. Yeah, no, I I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, I do understand because it's Hollywood, but like, come on. We live in this day and age where I'm just like, we, we, there, could anybody else, literally anybody else direct this film? Never mind, like they'll give woman, it to Joss maybe. Whedon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be like mm, you, you know who's a really big feminist Jill oh, Sweden <laughs> oh, and that's my salt I can't believe I almost forgot about that I sent like an angry ass text to the salt chat and I was like what the fuck is this what the fuck is this yeah I am incensed right. <laughs> so it's my turn yeah. yes okay so as uh, a certain Stark would say in 
Game of Thrones. Winter is here. It sure is. Like, holy crap. There's, like, snow drifts over, like, three, four inches of snow. Rip. And me. We got, and my... we got more than that here. Oh, yeah. There's we got, like, 60 more. inches in some places. Yeah, there's plenty more. Like, Are you guys here in okay? my place, there... <laughs> well, we, we lived. Um, we lived. I was talking about this with Richard, and um, it was like, oh, is it like, is it cold over there? And I was like, it was 20 degrees when I left for work today. It's like, that's real cold. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had to go into work in, like, in pretty thick snow. Mm-hmm. In my crappy red car that's only front-wheel drive. Yeah, there's this, um... The way I go to work, there's this part where you have to go, like, down underneath a, uh... Like a walkway, and that I don't know. It's like, there's like a big hill, and you go up um, onto the next street, and the re- the light was red, and I'm just like, if I stop at this red light, will I be able to start again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't. I shouldn't laugh at that. Snow, like, like, and yeah. thankfully, I didn't have to a- answer that question because the light turned green before I approached. But like. <laughs> It was real scary for a second there. I was seeing cars fishtailing. I got into work like half an hour late and there was no one fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> I Oh, but uh, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just I was just like I was just thinking about like what would happen if it just snowed here. I mean, it sort of did, but not not where I live particularly, but like when when it rains here, people suddenly forget how to drive, I don't know. Oh no, that's here. Yeah, like, here I live too. near People a resort to town. Drive in the snow. Yeah, I live near a resort town and I don't I don't mean to put you under the bus, Jesse, but like they're mostly Californians that moved here. Oh, listen. I the Look. thing about Californians is they don't know how to drive in weather. Like ninety yeah. percent of them. And they they assume that they can slam on their brakes, so they just go zipping by in the rain and I'm like, rest in fucking pieces because you won't be able to slam on your brakes and save yourself and you're gonna go spinning into hell. Um Yeah. But- I wanna say the news said that on the day that the biggest snow dump happened, there was like hundred and thirteen accidents across the state of Utah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> It's but, like suddenly no, weather but, happens and everybody's like, I don't remember what driving is. This was, to be fair, fairly extreme weather even for Utah. It's not it's not every year that we get gigantic snowstorms like that. We get snow, but not like that at, that much yeah, at once. Yeah. It's the same here in Idaho, but it's because the world is ending. Yeah. Go off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was Sort of lucky because uh, my parents let me drive the Jeep, which has four wheel drive. Oh, that's nice. Which I was, it was nice, but like it, the roads are still kind of shit. Yeah, I have all wheel drive, so. but that didn't stop me from fishtailing. Uh, oh yeah, when like, I stopped a little bit too fast in the slush. And then, yeah, like, like I had that afternoon before the plows came out, like all the snow got compressed by the people that were brave enough to leave their houses or forced to leave their houses for that matter. <laughs> and so it was just like sheets of ice. <laughs> So it did not get any better until they were able to throw down enough salt to melt that stuff. Did you get hit by that storm that happened like a couple years ago? I mean, probably, like but a... I don't know which storm you're talking about. It's It happened like two years ago in December. Like on Christmas was... Day? 
Uh, yeah, almost. It, yeah, like, it was I, a couple days before. I think I remember that. Yeah, a couple days before, like, I was finishing up a final in my college town that I live in. And I had to drive back home to my house, which is over 125 miles. Ray and I live really, like, in different states, but very close together. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we get the same and weather usually, patterns. Yeah. <laughs> and usually, that drive takes me uh, two hours to get from from college to school. During that storm, I had to go through the freeway where everyone was off the road. Yeah. Then, I had to drive through the desert, which it was windy. Yep. And America sure is the time. Like, I know we always talk about Australia, um, and and rightfully so, because it's, like, mortal combat to live in Australia. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> It would. It occurred to me while I was um, talking to um, at night underscore Twinton on um, on Twitter the other day that like like one of the drives from like to like across somewhere is like almost. I'm like, oh, that's the drive from NorCal to SoCal. Like that's the amount of hours it takes me to just drive from NorCal to SoCal, and the environment changes so much in that like space that. It's it's kind of wild, like in because of, because the U.S. is so expansive, we have so many different like micro environments that you can have what is what just seems like a fucking odyssey of getting from one place to another place, but just within a series of hours. You know what I'm saying? Rather than yeah. like driving through several countries, there was one storm that happened either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I remember because my parents were visiting. And I had to drive to my sister's house, which is like a 20-minute drive normally. And it took me, like, over an hour. <laughs> yeah. When when the like, fires were happening here. Because we have a fire season now. Um, <laughs> we do, too. It's like, it's like summer. It's like spring, summer, fire. Fall, winter is like a, is a combo breaker. Um, so, <laughs> like, during the fire season, traffic was crazy because just, like, whole hillsides and stuff were burned black and people were just stopping to fucking rubber rubberneck it all the time but also sometimes shit would just be on fire and then i'm like where's the fire coming from and then i found out that there were actually two fires and so there was just traffic coming from multiple directions and it's just like ah oh, yes we're just all on fire but that's a new season like you guys it said that the the winter vortexes are going to become more common but your the winters will be shorter but they'll be more intense yeah, I feel that's, like that's kind yeah. of the like global climate change. That's part of global climate change is that these really extreme weather events are going to become more common and yeah. they're going to become more extreme. And I think like yeah. our fire season is probably going to be like, I don't want it to be, but I think it's legit just going to be a part of our lives now. Like that's just what it's going to be from now on. Yeah. Like uh, we also have a fire season here. And, yeah. We get a fire season here too. And I Shit, there was one like... really close to my apartment last year, actually. <laughs> I We lived, uh, like, we essentially, all of, uh, the last year and the year before, like, we had several days where, like, we, people were not allowed, like, we couldn't go to school because the air was, like, they'd shut down schools. They just, not that the air inside your house was actually that much safer, but, like, they shut down schools because we couldn't breathe the air outside for a few days. I know my school shut down both last year and the year before because of fires. 
Um, people were supposed to be wearing masks, although a lot of people didn't, but I couldn't breathe unless I was wearing a mask. Um, and the air pollution was so bad because it gets compressed, especially in SoCal. And I think the Bay Area has this issue because of our weird (coughs) weather patterns because of the Bay and the ocean. Um, it just Mm -hmm. traps the air down. Um, we get that too here in Utah because I'm surrounded by mountains on all sides. So everything just kind of settles in the valley. Yeah. So we were just sitting in smoke and ash for like, how how long did that go on last year? It was a long. It was time. a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. For me, it lasted a couple of months because the fire was like practically right next to the town. I mean, like yeah. the one of the like one of the hills that I actually the one right by my house burnt down. Um, the the like this one hill just went up in flames, and then the one there's one closer to my friend's house that also went up in flames, but like. People were there was one. There was one day I walked outside onto my, if if you can call it that, balcony, and the hill that I can see over the top of my apartment complex was just completely black and smoking. And I'm just like, it was so funny, mom. <laughs> my mom was like, "Oh, why aren't we going to school today?" Because as as some of you may know, my mom also goes to the same college as I do. Um, and I'm like, mom, we can't go to school. And I'm like, the fire. She's like, it's just, it's fine. And I'm like, it's literally across the street from our school. Like, if you looked across the street from our school, there was fire. Like, they had to build a special ditch after the fire season ended and so that the, it couldn't jump over because everybody from those hills had evacuated into the parking lot of the school, except then the fire moved up right up so it was butting up against the school and we we're like guess our school's gonna burn down and then my mom was like if our school burns down i won't be able to go to school and i'm just like we're far enough into the semester where if the school burns down i get an a um <laughs> but that's like, what's important right that's, that's important um no i would hate for that to happen but yeah let's it was this last season was pretty bad and like we live, this is Northern California. Like, granted, it's still kind of deserty, but it's more, it's supposed to be more foresty and plainsy, but it's basically been SoCal now. And I have feelings about that. I have feelings about global warming, as many do. Yeah. But, you know, if you ask some people, it's not happening. Because it doesn't exist. Apparently. It got cold yeah. once, therefore, it's not happening. It's for, therefore, it's not yeah. happening. Never mind that it's not as cold as it used to be and that the weather is more extreme and that the summers are hotter than ever. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, still going with a bad snowstorm. Uh, like, it's uh, like when it snows during the day, I'm all right. Like, just give me something four wheel drive or I'll drive really slow and I'll be fine to wherever I need to go. Driving at night is terrifying. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because it's dark. And the snow yeah, just kind of blinds you. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, especially. Uh, I don't know if you any seen this, this tweet, but I took a picture saying that, like, uh, of the snowstorm, the little flurry of snow. And I was like, ooh, it's very pretty. Then, like, my head, the best is yet to come, was playing in my head. <laughs> but, yeah, I, after I tweeted that, I was driving 30 miles back home. And... The roads were sort of plowed, but, you know, the new snow is covering it over it, which is, again, terrifying. But because I live right next to the mountains, I had to worry about wildlife going downhill yeah. through the roads. My parents are like that, too. <laughs> and I came close to many times hitting an elk. 
I just think about Luckily, the bobcat that when I was driving home from my friend's house, um, the bobcat that stopped to look at me and I stopped to look at it and we just stared at each other for a while and then it ran into the bushes and I was like, thank God. <laughs> like, yeah. thanks. Yeah. And yeah. And one time I actually did spun out. Which was terrifying, but kind of awesome because for some reason my head started playing deja vu. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was just terrifying. Do not recommend. But yeah, don't drive out in the snow at night unless you really need to get home or something. Or you want so. donuts, slams down sunglasses. <laughs> that vine. Oh, <laughs> I did drove through a big snowstorm to get pizza. See? But. But the pizza place was like only a couple miles, so. <laughs> okay, my next bit of salt is just the weird shit that goes on in Resident Evil 2 and other gripes I have with it. So I'm gonna spoil it because it doesn't matter. The game's over. It's a fucking old game, but uh, if you haven't played it and you're playing the remake, maybe just skip ahead a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, there's. Uh, in the original game, you. You meet the police chief, and like his room is just layered with a bunch of stuffed animals because taxidermy is his hobby and crap. And for some reason, there's the body of the mayor's daughter and his desk. As you do, yeah, of course. Then you find out that he's that he's gonna stuff her like a taxidermist and crap, and use her like as a trophy. I mean, serial killers As do one that. does. Yeah. Yeah. Not all serial yeah. killers. I just want to clarify: every serial killer has their own brand of crazy. But you know, yeah. And the remake, they reamp that into like he's writing each log of each animal he does taxidermy on, and it just gets freaking weird. Like, like I get it; they're adding context to a, a like a pretty bad game that was awesome, but like this is just weird. Like, like don't. Go near it, but but it's me, of course. Then later on, you get to play a Sherry. They changed some things from the remake and and the original that you you get to play a Sherry in an orphanage. That is that the director is the police chief, so you can kind of get the implications of what's going to go on. Then um, let's see. I'm trying to think because it's been a week. Sherry is trying to escape, and he has to go to this room that the police chief has. And um, you actually see the body of the mayor's daughter again, because that's some freaking room in his in the orphanage. Is his personal taxidermy room, which is yeah. And you get the yeah. Of course, you get the implications. I'm not gonna say it. And yeah, it just gets weird. I need. I need a drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty messed up. I'm trying to think what else is there. Oh, and um, the m- other gripes I have with the game uh, is that um, in the original, they have like two separate stories between Leon and Claire. Yeah. And they ex- and it explains like what what uh, like Claire does during the time Leon's doing something else. And in, t- in the remake, they uh, kind of added the same bosses to it, which kind of confuses what's happening. 
Like, there's still two separate stories that happen at the same time, but around the boss fights, apparently both you, both Leon and Claire find the boss fights. Which is... Which grinds my gears, of course. <laughs> but, like, it's it's not like a big thing. It's just me as a Resident Evil fan. But, yeah. I still recommend playing the game. Just get prepared to get weirded out by some things. So. You guys still alive? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're okay. listening. Okay. Okay. So, but yeah, that's, that's RE2. I've never played RE2, then, so I can't, um, I can't add any com- comments or just, like, take away, you know. I have yeah. Yeah, to yeah, add. Or- of course. Of course, like, you have to, like, watch a, a Let's Play of it to understand it, but... Yeah. I mean, I, st- I still recommend playing the game, but, like, you will get scared and you will get weirded out at some things. I mean, so I do, I do like horror, except for that I also hate it, as I've discussed with Kay for a, a long time. I love horror. I love horror movies a lot. But then I try to sleep at night, and they're like, Hello, Jesse. Would you like to have an anxiety? Yeah. And, like, here's here's a liquor. Yeah. And I'm like, thanks. I hate it. <laughs> oh, the liquors are horrible. Because um, in the game, like in the original game, they're just like scrawny little things that are made by Umbrella. As Umbrella does. Yeah. And here, like... They do go into it through the original story, but here you, it's more plausible that the liquors are like secondary exposures of zombies. Like all their skin just comes off. They start developing uh, like claws and crap. And like all you see is their muscle and their bone structure. Well, this is real and the gross. Brains, of course. But do, yeah. but do they eat ass though? They, I mean, they're... The, you look at their tongue. Do you eat ass like that? <laughs> I mean, when you're running through Mr. X, they go after your ass. I mean, like... If, if you... But, like, if your final... If you're... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, my... my I, it is my brand as Filthy Wizard to be like, at least you die with someone eating your ass. Speaking of ass, their ass, they have their coccyx pointing out. I see that. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's, it could be, it, the, I mean, you could be fucked, you could, I almost said you could be fucked by worst monsters. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm being deviant located. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm lo- if you want to look at, no, it's all right. Uh, if you want to look at something gross, look at the G creatures. I just, that's what just came up. What's yeah. coming out of their mouth? Uh, G parasites. I hate them. Oh, and and the uh, and the remake they come out they come out chestbursters. Oh God! Then then they mutate really quick and become those big huge humanoid mm, tumor things. But and they don't even eat your ass first. It's fucking rude. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a there's a new uh, creature in the game. I'm not gonna spoil that because it's actually pretty good. And it's not it's not as bad as like a liquor, a G creature, or irons, but yeah, that's just the weird crap that happens. I still recommend the game, of course, because I'm weird like that. If you want to get your ass eaten, play Resident Evil Two: The Remake. <laughs> <laughs> 
Still a great game, though. Are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my friend's like, "Are you guys talking about liquors?" And I yes, I yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, why you got all that tongue if you ain't gonna use? It? Because T virus. Yeah. No, listen. It, I'm, I'm hey, we saying. discussed earlier. They're stuck like that. They might as well like. They might as roll well with enjoy it. themselves. Roll with it. If I was a monster, I'd just go full in. Balls out. Well, like in the original remake of the first game, you get to see the you kind of get to see the process of a zombie becoming a liquor. That's actually worse to get, me. Like I Because you get the in-between stage. Yeah, I I prefer like either somebody is whole human or whole monster. But like transformation scenes in werewolf movies gross me out. Like even you don't even see Vicar Amelia's transformations, but you hear you hear her bones crack and then they like do that cool effect where the thing like comes in the monster comes in behind her, it looks like it's ripping out of her. That haunts me. I hate it. Or like it. those those um creatures in a uh, Half-Life where they're it ter- they're like gurgling something and it turns out that it's like speech, but they've it's reversed, and so if you manage to reverse it, they're screaming for help. It's like the worst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I really did works. not want this information. Headcrab head zombies. Yeah, the headcrab zombies. Oh my god, those are the worst. Oh my god, Jesse's looking those up right now. You just oh, you just well, need to hear <laughs> like they're not that scary looking because PS2, but like you have to look up the reversed audio of what they're saying to really get the full effect. It's bad. Also, look up look up fast headcrab zombie and poison headcrab zombie. I'm sorry. Why why is there head this crab? Because the they're like um they're like the facehugger aliens uh. from Alien. They kind of like grab on and then they can control the body from there. But the brain's still alive. Oh my god! Oh. You guys can continue while I scar myself for life. <laughs> well, I was I was I was going to suggest that if you if that in between stage of a zombie and the liquor, look up Crimson Head. Oh, so is it saying "Help me, God, help me"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... The voice acting does a lot for it, though. It's ooh, it's bad. Uh... It's real upsetting. Oh, especially when you <laughs> you should hear them when you burn them. Yeah, because they because it's coherent again. I but... <laughs> who did this? There's also there's also ones that are like from a SWAT team and they're like they seem to be reliving Uh-oh. their last couple of moments. It's really weird. Oh, the uh, combine zombies. They charge at you with a grenade. <laughs> oh my and god. Anyway, continue, Ray. Oh, I'm just sorry. I'm just gonna, I want to listen to Jesse. <laughs> I was listening to it and I'm I ooh. No thank you. I told you. We really do have to move on, though. Yeah. This is yeah, a long yeah, episode. I'm, but I still suggest to Jesse to look up the, the Crimson Head. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, the main reason I want to talk about this is because this happened so sudden. And I don't know if you guys know about the whole Metro Exodus, the whole crap that went on a couple of weeks ago. Mm-mm. No, but I assume it's um, them not paying their game developers or whatever. No, 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 it's not that. Okay. It's something else. Um, basically, two weeks ago, that Monday, Valve put out a statement in the, in the Steam store saying that Metro, Metro Exodus is getting pulled out of Steam and getting switched to the 
Epic Store. And this was just a short notice for everyone. And, like, people were, like, pissed about it. And, like, Valve was pissed, of course. And apparently it wasn't the developer's choice. It was the publisher. Hmm. Then with the whole debacle with it, um, this uh, developer of the game speaks up in a form. And uh, he's all like, well, if you're not happy with the game itself because you're complaining that it's getting pulled out of Steam and just to the Epic Store, we're just not going to make PC games anymore. <laughs> and, yeah, that's just riled up I'm a bunch of PC I'm going to take gamers. my basketball and I'm going to go home. <laughs> I mean, basically. But, like... Like, I like competition between services like Steam, Origin, and all that. Sorry. Uh, but, like, just because of a short notice of that is, like, bullshit. They say that they're still gonna give the games to whoever pre-ordered it on Steam. But, like, just on a day's notice that they're gonna pull it out of the store. I don't... I just think that's kind of bullshit. Well. Well, if they're... If they're essentially revoking Steam's license to publish the game, then they can't still give it to people on Steam. So I don't. Are they just going to give a no, no, code they, to the Epic Store? Said, no, no. They said that they're gonna. It's going to be a time exclusive, and they're still going to give the codes to whoever pre-ordered on Steam. Time exclusives are such a bunch of bullshit. And it's not going to come out till twenty twenty next year, which yeah, of course, is bullshit. And like. And and you know how people are like they like to keep their libraries into one one program. Like I have like over two hundred games on on Steam, and I actually got pissed off when uh, Dragon Age Two got, got went to Origin. Went to Origin, yeah, and they they also like published it in Steam as well. So it's always like, like your said, Origin account. How about no Bioware? <laughs> I mean, that's how it is with Uplay right now, too. Yeah, Uplay is the Rainbow worst Sp- for it. Yeah, but... Like I said, I like competition. I just don't like... Like, business bullshit like this going on. Like, uh, all of a sudden. So... But... It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I pre-ordered it because of that notice. So... We'll see if they actually go with their statement or not. Like the people who went into GameStop with their uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 pre-orders from years ago. Or their Duke Nukem (laughs) pre-orders. Or their Last Guardian (laughs) pre-orders. They're like, excuse me, I pre-ordered this 84 years ago. And I would like it. Yeah, it's just, it's going back to the whole console exclusivity thing, and not a lot of people are happy about it, but, yeah. Speaking of Kingdom Hearts 3, I, I, this is not really salt for me, but I just want to start up a, a discussion between you guys. But, like, you guys ever noticed that, uh, like, Final Fantasy and, like, a bunch of other RPGs that they do, they kind of have a tendency of overcomplicating things for their game? Uh, yeah, could you give like a specific example? I mean, Kingdom oh, Hearts' course. story, but yeah, Kingdom Hearts' three story, Final Fantasy thirteen—that's kind of dense for me. I mean, the first like yeah. couple hours of Final Fantasy thirteen were really dense, with all their yeah. like falsy, lacy, 
stuff. Yeah, that was pretty intense. Now I'm now that I'm thinking about it, it was like I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep going and pretend like I know what's going on. It's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is just something I thought because I was watching uh, Jim Sterling's talk about it. I mean, and it seems like it's their brand. No, go ahead. I and uh, and yeah. like I talk about this a lot, and you see it a lot in Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen with the bosses and whatnot. But like, they built almost all of their. Um, games around, like, existing mythology and, like, come up with their own twists for it. But a lot of the characters are named after mythological creatures and characters or a lot of the stories are very similar. And, like, I think what happened a little bit is, like, while the Final Fantasy games don't necessarily build on each other from game to game and the lore can be different, the, like... How how would you describe this, Kate? The, like, spirit of it is very similar and there are certain yeah. things that like pop up from game to game like we know that kingdom that um square enix loves their fucking crystals like they they just do um and like There's always crystals yeah um, like there are certain, certain things that summons are gonna show up. make yeah are reoccurring appearances i i think there's like one summon in final fantasy 14 that is neither a previous summon or boss fight from from a different final fantasy game or a mythological creature and that's ravana um yeah. i know because i looked him up because i was like well clearly he's a mythological figure no he's just he was just made up for 14 he's the only one that i can think of yeah. uh, everything else is some sort of deity or like being from mythology or just a final fantasy summon i mean like i think part of it's just their style of game um yeah yeah well when when i went deeper into this uh i don't know if you guys listen to jim certain or not no but it seems like yeah uh it seems like he said that whenever no uh nomura stepped into the director's plate like that's when it gets like super complicated and i mean like, like a bunch of games people love it people eat it up so i mean you don't necessarily have to understand all of the lore to play the games like, yeah. I've played the games and just been like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But also, <coughs> I read a lot of comics where then I have to go back and explain to people getting into comics the entire lore behind something. Like, that's that's fucking insane. And it sounds crazy when you're explaining it. So I think it's just like, depending on your preference of games, like how far back, to, how deep into lore do you want to go? Some people are more story-based interest, like, they're more concerned with the present time, like, coming in in media res, maybe not having the, like, whole background story of each character, but you're invested in what's happening now. Where some people are, like, like, Tolkien fans, for instance, like, if you love Lord of the Rings, and you've probably read The Cimmerillion, like, if you're in fucking deep, which I have, (laughs) but The Cimmerillion is almost unenjoyable. Like, it's, like... It's like every fucking essay you it's it's they're basically essays and some of them are like you're going to get a million names thrown at you. You're going to get a million stories. Some characters have multiple names, but, you know, they follow the base patterns of certain mythology things. And I think Final Fantasy is kind of that. I mean, obviously, it's in the name yeah. Final Fantasy. And you brought up Nomura, yeah. but Nomura is not involved in every Final Fantasy game. Oh, well, of course not. I'm just saying like, like when was this first game like seven or something like that? Seven or eight, I don't remember. Something like that, but yeah, I'm not saying he directed every single Final Fantasy after that. I'm just saying, like, usually when he's is in the plate doing that, but it, I, I don't know. I, I'm not like mad about it. Tetsuya Nomura isn't a very good director. 
Or at least that he's not anymore. Yeah. I mean, like, he's he's probably old now, to be honest. But I mean... Yeah, I don't know how old he is. Google. Yeah. Like, it, it seems like a bunch of, like, developers we know from our, from older games, like, they're still directing some games and they're not as good. Oh, he's 48. He's not really that old. I mean, if you have a... Bu- I, I, yeah, I think Kojima's older than that. Um, but also, Kojima is not necessarily good at writing TM. Um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes. I, uh, I, I mean, like, to be honest, I, I think it's just a style thing. Like... I know some people, I have the, the good grace of knowing lots of more, a lot more people in my life who write, and they all have different styles of what they like to focus, and some people are lore heavy, and I think Final the Persona Fantasy games, games all just, have a, the, yeah. the Persona games are all radically different, but they also have a similar style. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I, I mean, Kingdom yeah, Hearts like is a, a hot mess, but part of the reason Kingdom Hearts is a hot mess is because it's A, written for a certain age group, but they keep trying to write around that age group because they knew that their audience was growing, but because they're using Disney characters, they have to maintain a certain level of, like, PG-13-ness. So you have, like, all these weird workarounds. Two, it's really hard to take anybody fucking seriously when Donald Duck is quacking in the background. Like, it's just... <laughs> it's so fucking hard. And last night, <coughs> Maya was like, Jesse... Jesse, why is it Donald Duck wearing a shirt when he's an octopus duck um, in the Little Mermaid world in the first one? And I'm like, listen, my his his duck titties be out. Like, there's just <laughs> there's no logic. Like, why is Goofy an Eldritch horror of like Goofy's head on a sea turtle? Like, he doesn't even have like a half half body. He's just a fucking <laughs> Goofy head on a sea turtle. Like, don't think too hard about it. Like. The reason Kingdom Hearts have a basically has a super simple plot, and like when you get to the end of three, you're like, okay, like it's a it's a basic, straightforward kind of plot. It's just that they come up Light with all versus these darkness. It's the same. It's the same ba- basic, straightforward plot as Star Wars. It's yeah, not really, it's a tale as old as time. Some yeah. may say. Um, and but like it's just all the weird bullshit names, and because they have to make three games or even more, you have all of these like steps they have to go through to get to these certain things. And because there were certain games that people didn't even fucking play, because to be fair, they were on consoles that people didn't necessarily have access to, you have big gaps in your knowledge. Like, I was straight up watching a playthrough of um three, and I was like, I don't even know who this fucking person is. Like, I, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are, and I don't know why i should care about you like and and that's unfortunate but it's just the that's just how sequels work you know what i'm saying um but i don't think it's like i i, I won't say they're straightforward because they're not and there's a lot of weird ass bullshit that's just there but i think a lot of the wackiness of kingdom hearts specifically is because like i'm sorry it's really hard for me to take this like final fantasy style plot character development and then like also maleficent is there like like hades is chilling but also this guy is like the darkness will cloud fall over. Have teamed up to but, kill hercules yeah like i'm sorry i'm having a really hard time and they're like oh yes we have to find the black box with the ancient knowledge of darkness and unite the keys so i'm like bro i'm sorry <laughs> it's really hard for me to take you seriously when winnie the pooh is sitting right there like <laughs> i think the reason those games are such a clusterfuck is that like part of it is that you're just fucking like <clears throat> 
the things that they're trying to push together don't necessarily mesh together and that's part of the charm but I also think in growing up because a lot of us got much older between one and three like we started to notice (laughs) that it was uncomfortable like I think we all knew it was uncomfortable but it wasn't as I don't know projected because as I'm watching three I was almost like I almost can't do this I I almost can't like I I I I almost can't listen to you talk about Zemis to me and like Xehanort while also staring at Woody being like I'll pay you a hundred dollars to fuck off like <laughs> <laughs> and you'll never know love or friendship and I'm like I need an alcoholic beverage like I I think a lot of that confusion just also just comes from the fact that we've all had time to sit around and think about it for too long. Yeah, and, like, of course, I never played them. I want to go through them. I bought all of them. Yeah. But Maya's doing it's that just right so now, dense. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was talking to me about it earlier. Yeah. Yeah, it might take me a couple of years to go through it, but I'll They're do not it that long eventually. in games, honestly. Like, you can make them long yeah. um, by yeah. really grinding out the 100% or whatever, but I think top to bottom, if you just go through the story in Kingdom Hearts 1, it's like a 25-hour game. Fucking yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 felt like it was 6 million hours long. Like, it wasn't, but, like, I watched, I went through the whole thing, and I was just like, I have been here for 84 years, and I'm not even doing gameplay. Like, I heard the gameplay for 3 is fun, though. Like, people were saying yeah. they really worked out the mechanics. Um, well, they, they got also, progressively more fun over time. Like, Kingdom Hearts yeah. 2 was so yeah. much fun um, compared uh, to 1. I also, <laughs> no, I also heard that um, it suffers from uh, Last Guardian-itis. Yeah. Like some of the controls are stiff, but like it's still playable. I don't know. Most of the people who I like have heard playing it are like, "This is so much better than two, <coughs> and two was already such a huge improvement from one." Um, and I'm watching people like it just seems smoother to like switch between attacks and stuff because one I felt like hold on while I one dip is through all my bags. Shit. Oh, yeah, it was so bad. But as a kid, I didn't care because I was a child. But, like, as an adult, I'm like, this is unplayable almost. Yeah, well, I mean, back then, that's how a lot of games were. So it wasn't really anything out of the ordinary. And they got, as Kingdom Hearts got more streamlined, so did PS2 games. So. Um, But I think that another thing is people were saying that, like, again, Kyrie is pretty useless. Um, unfortunate and that they didn't get you don't get as much interaction with the worlds as they would have hoped also you still have to yeah. do that stupid gummy ship thing and i'm sorry i don't want to play souped up galaga every time i want to go from one place to another like god i hate the gummy I, ship bullshit i know and, and like i was talking to Maya, i was like at first it's really fun and she's like yeah and then you have to keep doing it over yes. and over <laughs> exactly and i'm like just fucking beam me there just fucking I would like to They eventually be... add warp for places you've already been. Yeah, thank you. But Jesus. only for places you've already been. Yeah. Oh. That music. Yeah. It's always <laughs> the same song. <laughs> Rip. Um, I think folding ideas, he made his ship a gun, which I really appreciate. <laughs> That sounds like something he would do. Yeah, he's like, I made a gunship. <laughs> it was just one big gun. Just, like, a gun gummy I'll ship. I'll just make like a switch or something. Yeah. Out of the gummy ship. Uh, 
But yeah, that, that, I'm like I'm not salty about it. That's just what got me thinking. But, yeah, I think it's just a style thing. Yeah, yeah. But all right, yeah. Everybody to move into imported salt. Yeah, you can read the yeah. long night underscore twit in one k because okay. <laughs> I Sounds care good. so deeply for you. You've gotten stuck with the long ones a couple weeks in a row, so yeah, I'll, I'll take Thank this you, one. Kay. Lord of the LGBTQIA plus likes uh, at night underscore twitten. We finally got back to Kingdom Death. Shark Boy and Lava Girl's tale has unfortunately come to a close. They oh, fell, no. defending our settlement from what amounts to Michael Jackson with a pole arm. <laughs> I, I have this image in my head right now that's just amazing. Um, Lava Girl was running support. Michael Jackson is a dragoon. Um, Lava Girl was running support, tripped and got a coup de grace in the most brutal attack, die on a... One to nine, live on a ten, on a ten-sided dice. That's rough. <laughs> um, Shark Boy was our tank until his arm got dislocated and he couldn't hold his shield anymore. The last surviving team member was Bruce Wayne, who <laughs> limped away as the King's Man kept just whacking him with severe injuries. Finally, with a broken rib, a destroyed back, blunt trauma-induced deafness, a spinal fracture, and a broken arm, Bruce Wayne succumbed to his injuries. God, I fucking love this game. <laughs> Shit, the King's Man came back with his friends and killed four more people as part of a story event. And then one of our guys got jealous of the guy with the Master Sword and murdered him, making us lose the goddamn final boss sword. Ah! We had some babies, but people kept dying in childbirth. Overall death count for this campaign is now 20. 11 of, of those deaths were this session. Rip. Everybody <laughs> pe- press F to pay respects for Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> I'm so sad. Um, from Michael Pren at Michael underscore Pren. We- <laughs> Hold on. We, we've, we have all got to do this now. I threw everybody off track by actually typing f into the discord chat so i i tried to <laughs> yeah we're we're writing our sad um death letter anyway uh michael pren at michael underscore pren um follow up i was listening to this week and felt i could clarify about the above in kingdom hearts 3 the loading screens are in universe social media posts about the events of the game including hashtags they also give sora an a explicit smartphone. Yeah, I saw that. The gummy phones or whatever. And there's mini games about scanning QR codes. It's just incongruous, and I'm as ancient as the mountains. That I mean, is going to age so poorly. It's going to wow. age so bad. Yeah, I saw the gummy phones because an artist that I like who does Kingdom Hearts art was making good comics about them. Um, like I'm just thinking of um, Watch Dogs and how. The memes in Watch Dogs were old by the time the game came out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wow this this game is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, yeah, the but I mean people seem to be enjoying it. But I mean I don't want to say the, the kids. God, I'm turning to dust as I talk on this podcast. Um, but I mean young people seem to be enjoying it. I I think that's kind of annoying because it would kind of throw me out of the universe not to be all like i want in universe feelings in my rpg but my immersion my immersion (laughs) um do you want me to read this my one too since you read the long ass one um you can take it or ray can take it if he wants yeah you can take it okay um 
And I not to not to drag you at night underscore twin. I enjoyed your long salt as we just all pressed F for Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Um, anyway, from the Twitter mentions at my underscore Lionheart. Oh, she, Lionheart. Jesus, Lionheart. God help me. Um, from the Twitter mentions at under, my underscore Sinclair um, said, oh, 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 shit. So, like, I started listening to the at Podcast Salt and the sponsor made me immediately have to stop and listen to X Gone Give It To Ya. And I'm dancing like it is 16 years ago, jamming out, and I catch myself, my... You dabbin, like you straight up switch dabbin. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute, my. Not gonna lie, I started listening to that while at work. So I constantly had to check around the corner to see if Mr. X was there. Well, <laughs> uh, that's just because I work at late nights. Yeah, everything's spooky at night. Oh, yeah. All right, well, that's our show. Thank you, everybody, for writing in to the podcast um, and for adding the podcast so I can drag you publicly for dabbing to Gex. Go give it to you. <laughs> it was a really cute tweet, and I enjoyed it, My, Thank you. Um, where can we find both of you on the internet? Jesse, let's start with you. Where you can find me is at FilthyWizard on Twitter and FilthyMagicUser on Twitch and Instagram. And Ray? Uh, you can find me at at Raynor1337. Basically that. Raynor Lead. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch as at Humanity Upgrade and on Facebook and Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. Um, you can find Jake on Twitter as at Jake underscore Lionheart and all of his links are in his bio. Um you can find the podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt and on Fireside as saltreport.fireside.fm. Um, if you like the show and you'd like to consider helping us out, uh, consider donating to our Ko-fi page. That's ko-fi.com slash saltreport. Or uh, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Um, and yeah. I've lost track my train of thought. Did we, so good our night, wayward co-host? I did. Okay, then we're good. Good night, night everybody. Good night. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> X gonna give it to you. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Y'all get it twisted. This rap shit is mine. Motherfuckers. A fucking game. Fuck what you heard. It's what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. X don't give it to you. Fuck wait for you to get it on your own. X don't deliver to you. Knock knock. Open up the door to spill. With the non-stop pop out and stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it. I got such a good heart that I make a motherfucker wonder if he did it. Damn right and I do it again. Cause I am like so I got to win. Break bread with the enemy. No matter how many cats I break bread with, I break who you sending me. You motherfuckers never wanted nothing but your life saved. Bitch, and that's on a light day. I'm Getting down, down, like a nigga said freeze uh, Won't be the one ending up on his knees, bitch, please If the on. only thing you catch did was came out to play Stay out my way, motherfucker Do we gonna rock, do we gonna roll Do we let it pop, don't let it go what? X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya First we gonna rock, do we gonna roll
turn around.